Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I know you're still living your life
You guys, welcome to an all-new week. It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. How the heck is everybody doing? Did everybody have a good weekend? I hope they did. Uh, I'm still in um, in Arizona. It's it, it sprinkled a little bit this evening, uh, and that brought the temperature down to a nice breezy 98 degrees. So it was a really nice warm heat. <laughs> warm heat. Uh, listen, so we're going to go right into Sophie Ross today. And this is a really fun, silly hour that I was so happy to do. Um, so we're going to get into that. And then afterwards, I'll talk a little bit about New York, Atlanta, uh, maybe a little crappy lake. Watch what happens live tonight. I watched, um, we'll go into a little bit more of the reality shows and I'll also give you an update on my mom. And I also do a tribute to my dog, Brooklyn, who we laid to rest this, uh, uh, on Thursday. So I'll do a little bit of that, but remember this is your show. Uh, so there are timestamps. If you want to skip that part right after Sophie or skipped when I, you know, when I start talking about the personal stuff, I totally get it. You know, we're like Burger King. We, we do it your way. Do listen to this you know, always follow your bliss. So uh, I'll put that personal stuff at the, at the end. So if you want to listen to it, it's there. Um, uh, also, also, I um, I did a live Patreon on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, evening, and I had to leave. I mean, we still did like an hour, but I started talking about my, uh, my dog and I started losing it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to completely break down on a live Patreon and I had to leave. So Patreon members, if you're listening, sorry again about that. Uh, I, I just didn't, didn't feel like doing that uh, on camera in a, in a live scenario. Um, I hope you understand. And uh, but, but actually I did something really fun. I don't know if you guys have been listening to the very beginning, like from the very beginning, there's probably a handful of you, but we used to do this thing. I would do song breakdowns. And I would usually do it with like housewives songs like Countess Luann or Erica Jane. And I would take the lyrics and I would not really, I would only look at it once. And then I would tell you what that song meant. And it, it used to be really fun. I remember doing it with like Paris Hilton's Star is Blind. It would always be kind of songs that are a little, you know, a little pop culture-y and it would get crazy. But anyways, there was a Patreon level that you could pick a song and I would do a breakdown. And this uh, Patreon member Jasmine picked uh, Blue Jeans by Lana Del Rey. And she also requested that I do it uh, as Tom Sandoval. And I, so I did a third, this, this should have taken, it should have been way, I make everything way longer than it needs to be, uh, except in the bedroom. <laughs> All right, ladies. I, no. Okay. Um, and it ended up being 30 minutes. I, I need to ask her if I have her permission to post it because it is so ridiculous. First off blue jeans by Lana Del Rey, amazing song, but through, <laughs> through Tom Sandoval, it just became epic. It became it was like just it was so ridiculous. And it made me miss uh those three and a half hour Vanderpump Rules recaps I was doing for season 10. Um, I mean it didn't make me miss it that much, but it made me miss it a little bit. So uh, I got to find out if I can show that to you guys or something, because it is just so ridiculous. I probably scared the shit out of the person I sent it to. So sorry, Jasmine, but I got a kick out of it. Like sometimes you just need to be so silly, you know, like I, I like to like talk, you know, I like to have good conversations and stuff, but sometimes I love being stupid. I love being silly. I love 
getting to a point where I crack myself up. And, and I know that <laughs> you're like, well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, but it just, sometimes that's like such a weight off your, sometimes it makes your heart feel good to just be so stupid. So I don't know if you guys are like me, but hopefully you can find some moments this week to be completely stupid, laugh your ass off. And, and I think that always does my heart really, really good. So hopefully I can post that for you guys at some point. Cause I think, I think you guys might get a kick out of it. Who knows? If you do like this show, and 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 please like this show. I'm a narcissist. I need that. Uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help. Um, it really, really does help. I uh, I wish we could watch TV shows. Like, I listen to podcasts. When I do listen to podcasts, I listen to them at like 1.5. And on my audiobooks, I listen to it at 1.75 speed. Like, I speed it up that much. But I wish we could do that with TV. Like I was watching certain parts of Atlanta tonight and I was just like, man, okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, Marlo, I get it. Okay, I get Drew. You're going to deny kissing Toya. I get it. I get it. And I just wish I could watch these things at 1.5. And I'm like, I get like once we watch these shows enough and especially like a show like Atlanta, when I'm not loving the season, I'm loving aspects and I'm loving the women, but I'm not loving everything together. You're like, okay, I get it. Like we sometimes self-produce in our own heads for these shows i know i i know you guys have to as well because we're so used to we're so used to seeing them we're so used to the housewives tropes and that's why i think even the third episode of real housewives of new york i enjoyed a lot and it wasn't like listen this isn't you know it wasn't like oh my god they're reinventing the wheel but we are learning new things about these new ladies that have nothing to do with talking shit about each other on a podcast, the blogs, you know, it's like, it's great. Cause we'll only have this moment one season. We will only have one season of them not fighting about the bullshit that being on a housewife show creates, you know, I mean, we saw this weekend with Lenny Hochstein getting engaged while he was still married to Lisa. We saw all that go down. Like we're, we're going to have situations after this first season that will be based on the reactions that they get from us, the reactions that they get towards each other because somebody's getting more attention than the other person is. You kind of see that in little pieces between uh, Bryn towards Jenna Lyons right now. Like everybody, you can tell everybody wants Jenna Lyons to like them. And it is a very interesting thing. And I think that's going to really amp up in the second and potentially third season. If Jenna Lyons stays, I've not heard anything other, uh, you know, I've not heard that she would not come back, but it is interesting. You can really tell those women all want her approval and they're also kind of scared to get into it with her because Jenna is unapologetically herself. It always comes off so far. I don't know her from before this, like a lot of you guys do with her history. I'm just not obviously a fashion person, but it is interesting like to be the person that is kind of all eyes are on this person. And I think their reactions are very interesting. So, and I, like I said, you know, she just doesn't know how to be anybody but herself, but not in a way where it's like Bryn, you can tell, like I always, I've said like made for reality TV, but also she's so, you, you know, like making the cute faces and I'm going to flirt and da, 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 da. You know, there's like just this kind of act already. I don't mean she's acting for the camera. I think she has like kind of this whole act built up probably her whole life, you know, but it is interesting. Then when we get to see that, but then you compare that to somebody like Jenna, who just, even in her quirks, it comes off very, you're like, Oh, that's 
as an audience, we can always tell when somebody's telling us the truth or somebody's being themselves or somebody's putting on a front. And I always find it refreshing, even if I might think it's weird, some of the things that Jenna Lyons does, I'm like, oh, well, I'm so happy that you're at least being yourself. Anyways, I'll talk more about this on the flip side, but let's get into it right now. Let's start the week off right. Uh, I was looking forward to talking to Sophie. I talk to her every two weeks. I mean, we will text here and there, but it's always great to get her opinions on things. She is very opinionated. Uh, and I got a really kick out of this. I needed a laugh and I got it. Um, and uh, it was one of those things like, I did really good today. Like I've had moments where I've been, I mean, I've just been, I mean, this whole year I've just been battling, you know, battling, I don't know if I would call it depression, but just my feelings are so up and down. And then of course with Brooklyn this week, you know, I've just been gone up and down in my moods and I was doing really good today. I was doing really good, really good. Talked to Sophie, had a great time. And then after like 5.30, it's like 10.51 right now. After that, I, I just like went really downhill. And I was watching my shows and stuff, you know, watching my stories. But sometimes, you know, we've always talked about this. If you're not... If you're not in, if you if you're feeling sad, sometimes these shows don't help. You're just it just then feels like work, and I've been fighting that. And then I was thinking, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to finish the show. I don't want to, I don't, I just don't feel like it. But then I was realizing, like nobody needs this show, right? Like I think it's a great show. I'm so proud of it, and I can't wait to share a lot of things that are coming up. I mean, maybe this is just bad to say, but like I realized that it's like. I don't know. I need the show is basically what I'm saying is that I need this. I need something to to come to at the end of the night or work on during the day. And I was thinking about even in the midst of all of this uh, personal, I, I wouldn't say tragedy, but personal things that are happening in my life. I still think we put on a damn good week of shows last week. I mean, Troy McKeady, Bethany Garcia, recap of Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, we had Dumois on last week. I mean, I did Patreon episodes. I did a full hour and 20 minute recap of Real Housewives of New York, the uh, episode two that I was proud of. We did like, you know, we were really, I, I, I was so proud of all of those conversations that we were still able to put out there with just some of the best people around. I mean, Bethany Garcia had me screaming. Troy McKeady, I mean, like, you, you're not going to get better than that. I mean, just the, the way his mind works and the things that he brings up and it reminds me of things. And it's like, you know, it's just to me, these love letters of pop culture, even if we're hard sometimes on the subjects that we talk about, it really does come from this place of love, this place from man, like this was this, this, you know, growing up and still, you know, these things, they can mean the world to us. So, um, uh, it is nice to have this for myself, whether you guys need it or not. And I do get so many lovely, lovely messages um, of how much it means to you as well, which is just awesome. But I got to say, really proud of last week. Even in the midst of all of this, we're able to keep this going. And I'm so proud of that. So uh, enough of that. Enough of that flippity gibbet. Let's get right into Sophie Ross. So here she is, the one, the only, Miss Sophie Ross. You guys, welcome to your week. Uh, there's nobody else I would rather talk to. Uh, she, uh, this is going to pull me out of my funk, I'm sure. Um, and I'm so happy to have her back. She has triumphantly gotten her Twitter account back, or I guess her ex, her ex account back, because it's no longer Twitter. She is fresh off seeing Barbie the movie today on Sunday. So let's get into it. The one and only Sophie Ross. Sophie, uh, hey, Barbie. Hi. Hi, yeah, I saw Opp or Barbie today in yeah. Oppenheimer on Friday. So I'm which, all caught up. 
Which did you enjoy more? Okay, so I loved both of them. I think my answer might surprise you. I Wait, you're like a BuzzFeed article. Uh, you click on this next link. Her answer may surprise you. I know. It's so clickbait, but I loved Oppenheimer. Like, I love both of them, but like Oppenheimer was just like so good, you guys. And I, mean, I was the one that didn't want to see Oppenheimer first. I was dragged there by my boyfriend and his friend. I was like, no, I want to see Barbie. <laughs> but I ended up loving it. And then, yeah, we saw Barbie today, which was also amazing. They were both amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have, like, two good movies. It's really hard to compare them because they're so different. I, I didn't expect Barbie to be as – I keep using the word deep, but, you know, like, as as – there was a lot of messaging in Barbie like that I wasn't expecting. Yes, yes. I mean, it tr truly was. And I thought that was great. As a woman, though, that was like, I loved it. But I know I'm missing a whole piece of it because I'm not a woman. Did it Did it move you as a woman, uh, the messaging in the movie? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it was, it was definitely the messaging was very feminism, like 101. Which isn't a bad thing because this is a PG-13 movie. There are going to be a yeah. lot of like young girls seeing this. So that's great. It's like Feminism 101. It wasn't like anything like so deep. But like that's why I was just like dying at Ryan Gosling's performance. Wasn't he great? He was so good. Like that, like that's a cookie cutter character. And what he added to it was really unique. Like the comedy levels was part, hysterical. The part that I lost it at. What? I want to take you for granted. <laughs> yeah. The he guys, he sings a Matchbox 20 song in it and it is so perfect. And it was he, he's so just funny. You forget how funny that dude can be and I I would by the way, the Barbie movie this week will pass the 1 billion dollar mark like overseas and here and it'll be the first film that a female director has ever directed that hit a billion dollars in box office receipts, which is huge, but a billion dollars in the first 15 days of release. That's insane. I know. That's crazy. It actually was the person in front of me at the movie theater today when we were like scanning our tickets that was like, did you know that Barbie has made $750 million in 15 days? And I was like, and then I said, it to, I was like, did you hear that? Like, wait, wait are I, random, random people are coming up to you telling you about the box. No, they were talking about it to themselves. Oh. I overheard them. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know that. That's insane. I heard that it, I heard when it made like $500 million and I was like, that's insane. But $750 million. What, what did your, what did your boyfriend think of it? Um, he liked it. He thought it was cute. He thought it was yeah. cute. He was like, so men are just dumb, huh? And I was like, that wasn't the point. I mean, it's, it's a good point, but it's not <laughs> the point of the movie at all. But Oppenheimer was truly special in a whole different way. That last hour of Oppenheimer especially. Oh my God. It was so good. And I had no idea that Strauss. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but like go see it, but spoiler alert. The fact that Strauss literally. Played by Robert was, Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay. And can I also embarrass myself really fast? The entire, and I've been doing this a lot lately. Like when Josh Hartnett was in Black Mirror, did not yeah. realize it was Josh Hartnett until the end of the show, which ironically <sighs> enough, he's in, he's in Oppenheimer too. But the other thing is that I watched, um, Robert Downey Jr. Tyrone oh. the other day, which was amazing on Netflix. It was so good. You guys, that was an amazing movie. And I had no idea that the lead role was John Boyega. 
From Star Wars. From Star Wars. I watched all of Oppenheimer for some reason thinking that Robert Downey Jr. was Stanley Tucci. So... Okay, I went to see this with my my dad last week. My dad gets out of the movie and he goes, "Which one was Robert Downey Jr.?" And I was like, "What?" Like I, I, guess I was like, like, "It's a compliment." It's like he really disappeared into the role, but I don't know why I thought it was not so- that deep. You could still I'm like, "It's the guy talking with Robert Downey Jr.'s voice." Like, what? Which? Who did you think he was? Matt Damon? He goes, "I knew who Matt Damon was, but who was right?" And I was shocked. Like that shocks me, but I guess. Like, I'm like, I feel like that's the only true talent I have is remembering actors' faces, but it's shocking yeah. when somebody doesn't realize that. No, but it's uh, just so funny because someone as celebrity obsessed as I am, and I like to think I know about these things, I have watched three things recently the entire time through and not known, like, the A-list actor in the roles. That ball, your mom would be so disappointed. I feel like your mom would know that immediately. Oh, she 100% would. But also, you guys, like I said, they cloned Tyrone on Netflix. Everyone needs to watch it. It is hilarious. It's Jamie Foxx also. It's so funny. And Kiefer Sutherland is in, like, a, a cute role. So, yeah. Okay, so Barbie and Oppenheimer, thumbs up. That's huge. How did you, this is a, from a personal, uh, how did you get your Twitter account back? Because as of last week, you were still blocked. And then uh, Bravo historian, Samantha Bush, they did the same thing to her where they yeah. changed your names. And then all of a sudden you were like trading cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Yeah. And what happened? What happened? I will say I was messaging Sam about it and she, not to, not to embarrass her, but she fell for the same thing I fell for last time. And it was something like it looked legit, like a legit message from Twitter asking you to, <laughs> it looks legit in our defense. And I clicked on like, you know, this link. Click yeah. if you like, but click if you like Barbie. And she was like, I gotta yeah. click. Yeah. No, so that's what happened to Sam this time. Mine was like completely, it wasn't clicking on a link. It wasn't a DM. It was like completely out of nowhere. I got it back though after a week and a half. Like it Did was like, thought, Did they I ransom thought, you? Yeah, they tried to ransom me. And I had lost hope, honestly. I lost hope. And I think, so I know someone that works at Twitter and he kind of like escalated it. But I said to my boyfriend, I was like, I've completely lost hope in getting my Twitter back. It sucks because, you know, that's something that you build. You're like, you work so hard to build that audience. And my boyfriend was like, let me see if I know someone who works at Twitter looking at LinkedIn, which is also, I've done that too. Pro tip. He messaged someone that he went to college with that just so happened, not anyone that he knows very well. Was it was also, Elon Musk? Was it Elon? Yeah, it was Elon. Um, messaged this person and the way that she like was able to escalate it, that did the trick. I love the ra- the the potential ransom of like Sophie Ross, if you want your tweets about real housewives of New York, you yeah. will pay our ransom. But oh it does God. make you appreciate the fact of like not having that platform to just like you know, all of those people to kind of validate your dumbest thoughts. You're like, what do I do with my life? That is a valuable thing. I thought you might've felt free. Like I feel free. I can literally do anything. And like, I'm not, I don't have to keep thinking of thoughts and putting them out there. My screen time was down 27%. Your phone was like, we're worried about you, Sophie. You're not on us. I know. So I guess that was like the one positive perhaps but I also felt so just not having my the people that I follow I've curated that feed only following the most brilliant minds on Twitter (laughs) and not having that feed to scroll through I was like sad and I felt left out and like I don't know (laughs) you guys it was a really it was a really tough time for me um but we made it through we made it through the so she's there she's she's on x and 
I don't. I listen, on I, X, baby. They, 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 they officially have changed Twitter to X. Uh, and it's X now. <laughs> okay. So I don't even yeah. know what to say about that. So I guess we'll see what Elon loves X. And he did the San Francisco building. They knocked down the Twitter sign and put the gigantic X. Oh my God. He's such a uh, loser. He's it's weird. Loser. I really have enjoyed Twitter so much. And then just to see certain things, you're just like, this is what a wild simulation that we live in. And uh, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to some, and I don't think you watch Real Housewives. Did you ever st start watching Real Housewives in Miami this season? Yes, I did. Yeah. So okay. Lenny Hochstein. So Lenny Hochstein, he had the, the, like the, the mic moment, uh, that he was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, I want to leave my wife and I'm with this no, other girl. Like, I'm going to be single soon. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna well, guys, uh, he's still married to Lisa Hochstein, but he is now engaged to his new fiance, uh, Katrina Mazeppa, 27 yeah. years old. And he posted the engagement photos on Instagram and he's wearing the stupidest looking sneakers in it. He's like, it's over the water and it's a huge rock, but it, it's wild because why, I mean, what is your theory on why this man, I just, I guess why this man is the question. Why is why, this man? Why this man? Um, also, the ring is so ugly. It looks like costume jewelry. It looks so like, like something Kim Kardashian would have worn before the robbery. Years before ago. the robbery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Lenny Hoxie as if he couldn't, like, be a bigger piece of shit. And also, his mom's comment on Instagram. Okay, so... Yes. Okay. So you guys, so he posted this and then people were like posting all of these things. And then Lenny's mom, who was also on last season and initially took Lisa Hochstein's side in this of like, I don't know what's going on with my son. He then, she then posted a comment. Uh, I'm trying to find it now. It was great. She goes, uh, I will be very happy that this time you are getting a woman who love and respect you. You certainly did not yeah. have that in your previous marriage. Good luck. Congratulations. Heart emoji. The only thing she left out is like, continue to give me money, Lenny, please. Like what yeah, mom oh does my this? God. Oh my God. It was so bad. I mean, yeah. Pieces of shit. All of them. No, but I, I will say... We've always said, like any mom, like I've I've told my mom, if I murder somebody and you are even vaguely suspicious that I did it, just turn me in. Don't like, don't go to bat for me. Don't go to bat for me. Like these moms going to bat for their sons, it doesn't do them any good. And then Lisa Hochstein on her Instagram story says, congrats to my current husband yes. and, his, and his mistress on their engagement, which I thought was like the perfect thing to post. Slay, Lisa, slay. I, I wish slay. Lisa Hoxine, though, she's, I mean, in her photos, though, it's now a combination of Facetune and AI. Like, I, she's such a beautiful woman. I don't know what she's doing with the Facetune, and it almost looks like artificial intelligence if you look at her feed. Like, all of her photos are so digitally generated now. But regardless, Lenny Hoxine is a piece of shit, period. Wait, do you mean Lisa or Katrina? Oh, Lisa. No, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa Hochstein, if you see her like photos, they're so digitally enhanced. Like go to pull up her Instagram right now. You'll see how digitally enhanced they are. And then it now I feel like artificial intelligence is playing a part in those Wait, and not just Facetune. 
Because Katrina's photos don't look like a real person either. I don't think Katrina is a real person. She's a 27-year-old weirdo that was and like... And her waist on Instagram is smaller than her head, which I find confusing. Well, there's no brain in there, so of course. I mean, like, there's... Yeah. Uh, you're like, ah. I wonder, if, I wonder if Katrina liked the Barbie movie. Also, Katrina. I feel like Katrina is, like, gunning for a role on Real Housewives, but I don't think they'll have her. Like, what? I mean... No, this girl, she was already in another relationship with like a foreign dignitary before. Like, what does she think long term? Is this like when you get like a, a job with good 401k benefits and she's like, well, this is an investment in my future for when I leave him and I'll get money. Like what is going like? Could it, could it possibly be love, Sophie? I mean, Lenny Hochstein isn't the ugliest person I've ever seen. He's not like Randall Emmett. You know, no, 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 no. Of and, course. and by the way, super, and he's super rich, but he's also a narcissist who obviously has gaslit his ex wife, and she's totally okay with that. So, like, who knows what she's thinking? But she's 27 years old. She's now the stepmother to these two kids that are oh, really God, young in age. Kids. Oh. Boy, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's like, it's just, I wonder. I wonder what's going on in her head because like you're saying he's not the ugliest, but like we know that like there's got to be some sort of person. Oh, I mean, by the way, she yeah. probably doesn't have a great personality, so it doesn't take much. But I just think this is just such a huge mess. And like there, yeah. there should be like, wouldn't you think of also like this is such a tenuous situation. Maybe I shouldn't aggravate it by posting all of our engagement photos online just so we can like chill everything out for a bit and for the kids and for like that's the other thing of like, why do you continue to like press that button? And I almost think maybe he gets off on that attention just like housewives get off on it. Honestly, I wondered the same thing. I was like, this isn't like a public. I mean, I guess he is, quote unquote, a public figure. But like, he's a boob god. He, he's the boob god. Why? Like, why is he even posting this? Like, why does he need to do that? But yeah, he probably needs the attention. I mean, he is a narcissist, it seems. So, yeah. Well, and then this actually kind of tags into the other thing. This is Ariana Grande, Ethan Slater uh, showman. Oh, God. And now, like, further information comes out because they were trying, like, he was trying to, like, work it with his ex that of, like, hey, we're good, right? And the ex started going to page six and going, like, yo, we're not good. Yeah, like, she, she called was... Ariana not a girl's girl. Well, what do you think about this? Because Ariana Grande even has a, a song called I'm Bored, Break Up With Your Boyfriend. Or like, what is it? What I'm, uh, I'm Bored, Break Up With Your Girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think it's like hard to defend. It's hard to defend because apparently she was hanging out with Ethan Slater and his wife and child like during filming. So and liking all their photos as a family, like liking each other. Yeah. Photo. Like, it's, it's pretty hard to defend, and it's very, you know, Ariana Grande, where it's kind of like, this isn't the first time this has allegedly happened, and you know she's just going to get bored and move on in, you know, two months or so. It's like that Sex in the City clip that I posted, the one where Samantha's like, hello, and the guy's like, it's over. I told my wife. And she's like, who is this? <laughs> Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I know this guy is probably the whatever female version of dickmatized is, but like, if yeah. you look at her history, like, dude, I know it's this guy is probably good. It's not looking good for you. E. He's probably like uber talented, obviously, but even he knows he's like, 
considered probably a different looking kind of guy than other guys, you know, like, so he even like should go, Hey, let me look into this history. Okay. Pete Davidson, Mac Miller. Uh, okay. Uh, big Sean, maybe I look a little like big Sean. Like he must even think of like, where does this go for me long-term? And that's like so fucked up because we, I, I just, we see where this is headed, but I was talking to Troy McKitty on Friday and I said, isn't this bad for like, Disney or whoever's producing the Wicked movie because she plays Glinda the Good Witch. And now all I'm going to do thinking of seeing that movie is thinking like, is this guy like, like doing like hooking up with her this whole time? And she's like the Good Witch in this movie. You could argue that it's maybe not ideal for the movie or you could argue that it actually really, really is because a romance between co-stars, especially a scandalous one full of scandal and intrigue is <laughs> definitely, there's nothing better for promoting a movie, which is why you've seen so many like co-star PR relationships over the years. So you could argue it's a dream come true for the movie. But I like that. It's like scandal where it's like, pick the cameras back up. You can't do that with a movie of like, yeah, pick the cameras yeah, back yeah. up on Wicked. We need to see. Like, like, that's what I'm more fascinated to see now is the behind the scenes footage of the shooting of Wicked when they're all being flirty on set in their weird looking Wicked costumes. Oh my God. And they're weird looking faces in general. Like that that's been going around. That picture, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like so goofy looking. And then Ariana's fucking scary looking lately too i'm sorry come for me why no. she's like so pale all of a sudden so like this the well she dyed her hair and her eyebrows yeah, her and eyebrows like the blonde is like just so bad and like her voice and all these videos and i know everyone's like well don't speculate on someone's weight i'm not speculating on her weight i'm speculating about literally everything else <laughs> like why does her voice sound like this why does she look like this like it's really creepy i know it's this like is so foul like they can literally drink people's blood or something I I, it's like it's like they're swingers now like we were enjoying you from across the bar like ah no get away from me yeah. I, I saw i made this stupid this image of me of like this guy like ladies what you do like this guy goes down on you and you see his face pop up i'm like Yee! you know oh, like he's yeah. just so Stop. no but he's so weird looking and he's smiley and like i said like he's so well, he he's spongebob on broadway he's like no you so know. talented, obviously. Yeah, he's so really talented. talented and also like short and square, kind of. <laughs> he's so tiny too. Like yeah. that's like when he's when like two compact. tiny Yeah, when two tiny people get together and make love, like that's just the tininess is just so insane. The tininess and, is off the charts. And now they're on this this Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild strike, so they had to stop filming Wicked, and now those two are just having to hang out with each other, and I just wonder what's going through Ariana's mind and what's going through his mind, because he's not at this level of success that she's used to. So I just wonder, I, I'm so curious their day-to-day -day right now. I mean... We did can only. See, did you see apparently that she was trying to take a step back to give him like space to figure <laughs> it out with his wife? So like, is it already over? Yeah, she's like, "Hey, man, this has been fun. Good luck with your weird looking." Yeah, weird good looks luck and... with your divorce. Yeah, good luck with that. I hope it works out. You got a beautiful family. Let's keep. I bet she is already completely regretting it. I mean, probably. Um. Okay. So, uh, those men crazy. Also. Uh, uh, Vanderpump rules. They're still filming season 11, blah, blah, blah. We're seeing a lot of footage of Tom. Like there, Ariana won't shoot with Tom, which like she said she wasn't. So I don't know why people are even bitching about that. She yeah, already like, said she wasn't going to do it. 
What do they expect? Well, but do you see Tom in all these photos? Like, he just doesn't seem like he has any shame. He's always like, what's going on? Yeah, dude. Like, He's like bro. Wait, oh my God, Brian. Well, yeah, what, wait, what was your Sir experience like when you were in LA? I was just going to say, I went to Tom Tom for dinner. And can I just say also, I hate to like ride for Tom Tom right now because Tom Sandoval profits from that. But it wasn't, it wasn't bad, right? The food, okay, the drinks and the food were like amazing. And the I vibes totally were super flexible. We had to like add a person to our reservation and move it back. And like, they were so nice and flexible. And the food was so good. We got the goat cheese balls. We got these like oh, did you get the cauliflower? Yeah, the, those are my favorite. Flatbread. Um, I will say that every dish was garnished with like the same like arugula mix. We're like I choose I choose this? arugula, Sophie. Me and Nicolene, yeah. we choose the arugula because it it just pops the dish. Did you see um Ken, Ken shuffling around at all? Did you no, see? No, any... we didn't see anyone at Tom Tom, but we did go to Sir afterwards. And what yeah. do you know, Peter, the one and only Peter, was there. Um, people were like taking photos with him. I was like, Peter, Peter, because Peter has like retweeted me and followed me on Twitter before. I just assume he knows who I am. He what was your account still locked? Because you couldn't prove it was you. Well, yeah, I couldn't prove me. But he had no idea who I was. And then I was like, So what can you tell us about the new season? And he and I posted this, and he was like, Nothing, can't tell you anything. Have a good night, and patted me on the back and walked away. Have a good night, Toots. Have a, I'm Peter. Yeah, I I've like, gotta go. I've gotta go polish. I've gotta go polish silverware now. But um, it was so fun. We didn't end up getting a drink at Sir. Um, we just like stopped by. We were like gonna did you go in the alley. Uh, what? Did you go in the alley? Did you go in the alley? No, didn't go in the alley. But we walked around, and this part was funny. Also, there's like the one bar in like the second dining room, and I was like, oh my god, this is the bar where Jacks broke up with Laura, Laura Lee. Yeah, and. The bartender was like, I have no idea. He was like trying to pretend he was like a cool, he had like a beard, like a hipster bartender. That's like, too, he doesn't watch Vanderpump. And then one of the bus boys was like, yeah, this is it. This is the <laughs> one. He was like they, over here again. I feel, I've always said Sir should completely lean in and be like the Rainforest Cafe where every 15 minutes they blast the Vanderpump Rules theme oh my, song. Well, they, they, they already play Vanderpump Rules on all the TVs. Oh, yeah. I feel like they need to like, uh, like brushing like Marlboro light smoke and like just vodka Red Bull scent and like Chris and Doty's. Like, I feel like they should have plaques on each room of what scenes happen there. Yes. And I feel like they should sell tons of merch and they only sell like kind of like candles and hats. I think they need to go like Planet Hollywood. Oh, a hundred percent. That's a really smart idea, actually. Thank you. Um, anyways, this guy, Tom Sandoval, is like. He, you know, and he's like commenting on this one girl's uh, Instagram of like hot, like H-O-T. And like after all this, and he's just going to wind up being that creepy dude on Instagram, leaving comments of like, you look sexy in your swimsuit. Like he's going to be that guy. What a freak. For after all this. What a um, loser freak. So bad news. We finally got, they did their first week of filming on the Jax, Brittany, Kristen Doty spinoff with Sheena and Lala joining in as that bridge. So they did film the first week this week. So How did it go? What did, you, what did you hear about it? 
Uh, listen, I, I, I might've been invited to a party that I was in Arizona for, I mean, I, and Arizona, by the way, and you guys, just so you know, Sophie did call and, and like, she did invite me out. Don't like, she, I just was in Arizona. So like, yeah, guys, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. The first person I texted when yeah, I was going yeah. to LA and he, was I got like, so many messages like, do you know where Sophie's? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I can't be there. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it was it, first week uh, of filming. I don't know how it went. I'll find out. But we'll we'll see what happens. I guess strike while the iron is hot. Or oh my god, warm. fucking jacks! I don't know how mentally prepared I am for that. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna watch. Oh yeah, also, listen, I'll watch anything. Obviously. Also, I'm so sorry to report that I'm behind on OC, and I also have not oh. watched the new Rona yet. But I have a good excuse. Our TV was broken. Our living room TV has been broken. It's everything was going wrong for me, honestly. Wait, how did how did your living room did your did did you get like in a rage and throw something at it or something? No, it just stopped working out of nowhere. Meanwhile, I read the Samsung reviews about the TV. It started after two years for everyone. I'd only had this TV for two years. The warranty ended after one. So this was just a defective TV model. I love, I love that you're in the Samsung Reddit. Nothing is on my side lately. That's why I'm depression, Barbie. Wait, um, remember, wait, wait, didn't you help move a big screen TV for Lindsay Hubbard like a couple years ago? Yeah, I gave, I gave her and Carl, well, gave it to them. They bought it for me. I accidentally bought, I didn't realize that it was like a 65 inch TV. And I didn't realize that that would take up my entire wall. Of my apartment. Like I thought that was like a normal size TV to get, but like it was not normal at all. Maybe call, maybe call him back and see if you can buy it back from no, him. No, like, my boyfriend actually time. like went to Best Buy yesterday and just like brought home a perfect, great working TV yesterday, just all by himself. That's so, dude, that's a man. That's an Oppenheimer for today's ages. He, he went is, out, he saw a problem and he took care of it. He is Kenuff. He's gonna <laughs> so <laughs> but okay. So uh Roni, by the way, so just to fill you in, Roni is I think it's fabulous. I'm really excited for you to watch it because I don't know, like like people are saying I'm being paid by big Roni, like big pharma, but I just actually really like it. And I was thinking about it because I was talking with a friend and uh, last night and I said, Hey, what's cool is that it's the first season, so I'm actually enjoying getting to know women that I haven't known yet. And there's no fights yet about podcasts, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. There's no fights about like celebrity. It's just like getting to know these women. So for the first two episodes, it's good. Now, on the other hand, this Tamara Judge, you she's got to fucking chill out, dude. Tamara Judge, I don't even know how anybody would trust her. I couldn't. I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. Wait, I heard that Tamara was like really getting insufferable. Oh, Can I you elaborate because I'm I'm just behind. I think uh, elaborate. Episodes. Have you seen any of Real Housewives of Orange County for the well, last yeah. ten years? Yes. She's insufferable. But I thought she was like okay in the first few episodes. Okay, no, she listen. I say insufferable, but I also want to remind people part of my enjoyment of these shows is disliking somebody on these shows. So she's filled that gap. So I think it's great she's yeah. back. It's just that these women trust her implicitly, and she starts the shit, and then they buy her when she's like. I didn't say that. No, no, I didn't. I would never do that. And now there, it's like a Heather DeBro takedown season, and it's hysterical. And oh, then this has nothing really to do with the episodes, but I wanted to bring up this story about Shannon Bedore. Shannon Bedore, she's like a professional. I've always said she's a professional undercover drinker. Like she get, but she. There was an article last week. She got thrown out of a tiki bar in Orange County at last call. Uh, and she was fighting with John Jansen's daughter. 
She was screaming at John Jansen's oh, daughter and got this. thrown out of the bar. And John Jansen was like, no, she was just getting her Uber and she couldn't find it. But she fully got thrown out of this bar at last call. And then I was talking to my friend that lived in OC. They say this tiki bar is a dive bar. So I'm like, Shannon Bedore and John Jansen's daughters and John Jansen are all at like a dive tiki bar. And Shannon gets so shit canned that she's yelling at John Jansen's daughter. That's wild. Pick, by the way, that's when I want the cameras picked so back they, up. So Pick the cameras back up. They're back together then, right? So she always says she's not, she always says they're not back together. They are. They All they do is hang out. Also, there was a Demois sighting of Shannon Bedore at the Morgan Wallen like stadium concert this week. Same thing where she got hammered and was like bumping into things in like a, like a, one of those fancy luxury really? suites. Shannon at Morgan. Shannon Bedore. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon Bedore. I mean, I'm sure Kyle Richards was there too. She, you know, but Shannon, Shannon Bedore. Yeah. We know Is Kyle she... Richards loves country. <laughs> she loves country. Yeah. Country. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Shannon Bedore, like she, I love Shannon Bedore as a housewife, but it is interesting. Like we see her wasted, but I also have a feeling we don't even see a 10th of what she actually is like with the drinking, you know, well, with all of these stories. Always, I will always root for Shannon. Honestly, I'm like hundred percent, hundred percent. What do you Shannon Bedore fans call themselves? Uh, sad, sad. A lot <laughs> of times. Yeah. They got, no, no. I mean, Bedore the, whores. The, the, Oh, that's a great, the Bedore whores. Yeah. The Ar- I'm a Bedore whore. I just worry about that dog, Archie, her dog, Art. like, remember when she was like, Archie has ran away. Archie is lost or Archie got stolen. And then it turns out she was hammered and she had yes. left the door open and the dog went to the neighbor's house. Archie was like, I've been, I can't, she's hammered again. I got to get out of here. Archie was like, bitch, like, get it together. It. Like, and then she was like, we found him. And I'm like, you fucking like, you, did, I have no. the feeling she just gets a little too tipsy a lot. Oh, which is like, you think? You relatable, think. relatable queen. Um, yeah, really so anyways, relatable. you've got a lot to catch up on that. And I think you're going to have a I lot know. of enjoyment. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts on Roni are. I know is. I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, good news. Bad news is the Emmys this year are being postponed. You guys until January because of the strike. So it was going to be in just like a couple of months. And now they've postponed to January in hopes that the strike will be over by then. Uh, but this strike, guys, is insane. And well, be what do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, I think they're trying. I mean, obviously, the studios, like somebody went out and said they're trying to wait us out for us to start, like, start losing our homes, not being able to feed our yeah. families. And, uh, you know, and, and by the I was reading articles, like some of the, like David Zaslov, if he gave up, like, it was like 0.76% of his annual salary, this could be over. Like if the, like if Bob Iger, David Zaslov, if they gave up just like 0.75% of their gross, this wouldn't have to happen. It's kind of That's ridiculous. so infuriating about it. It's infuriating. Yeah. Well, it's like but when it's also- like- so what I think is interesting about this, what I've learned, I guess, and David Zaslov is, he's the CEO of Warner Bros. So like- Warner Bros. Discovery, think, yeah. Okay, okay. So like, what, what it's Discovery, I guess, what is their streaming service that they have? You have I remember, like, they, 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 he's the guy that fucked up, it was like- Discovery, uh, the Discovery Channel, and then Max, which is yes, HBO Max. Yes. He's the guy that did Max. He switched HBO yes. to Max. So, 
So like Apple TV and Amazon, they probably don't make money from their streaming services because it's not a super profitable business model. You're selling same, same Apple- thing with Apple TV, same thing with Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apple TV, Amazon. I don't know about HBO, honestly, because that is kind of, but they also make money from cable subscriptions. Yeah. Netflix, like that's all they have. So it's like Apple TV and Amazon definitely have the funds to like pay people. But Netflix, for some reason, I mean, for some reason, it's just the fact that like, it's not a super profitable business model. So it's basically, but they've told investors that it is. They've told investors they're rolling in money. But then when it comes to being able to pay actors and writers, like, I don't know. Netflix is, by the way, Netflix of all of them are the worst in terms of, like they really don't seem to care. That and Orange is the New Black article. That article in the New Yorker about Orange is the New Black and how you don't make um, residuals from syndication. You, you make very, yeah. So you make very little, like it's, I mean, minuscule. When I was on the office, the NBC residuals, when they would rerun it on NBC was like thumbs up. Like the networks were like, yeah. okay, yeah. But then when they sold it to Netflix, I would get like checks every three months. And like, it, like I've seen that joke everywhere, but it's not a joke. I'll get checks for $0.00. And I'm like, why did you even pay to mail this out? Like, it's just, it's a sad reminder for me. Why are you mailing this out? But you'll get checks for right. zero cents. And that's what I don't fully. So obviously this all needs to be reconfigured. So we're having to actually take the bulls by the horn and do this. But what I'm warning everybody is that you're going to start seeing really bad TV. Your movies are going to start to dry up. In fact, studios are now like, pushing movies back by a year. So it's going to slow down that whole kind of glut. And that's what's going to need to need to happen. But then did you see this? Well, this is what I wanted your opinions on is Bethany Frankel. um, She wants to start a reality show union, Sophie. And Lisa Rinna is like, yeah, everybody needs your boycott Bravo con. (laughs) And of course, Lisa Rinna would jump into the fray. But what do you think about Bethany Frankel and her heading up a reality show union. A union for for what? Better working conditions for better pay, okay. residuals. She says, listen, I, I don't get any residuals for those first seasons of Housewives. I got paid very little. You know, and also you have to realize with Bethany also is that, you know, Bravo helped launch Skinny Girl Brand. I mean, it really made it part of what it is today. But now she is coming like she's kind of unhirable by reality television after the failure of her HBO show um, that aired over the pandemic. So now, you know, I think she's like people don't want to work with her in that space anyway. So now she's kind of like, hey, I demand better working conditions for reality stars, which I think there's a conversation to be had. I I like the idea of it. Like but her doing like it, her doing it. Yeah, her doing it, and Lisa Rinna being on board makes me hate it. Did you see that thing of her um, getting down on that crawfish boil from her hotel room and just like shoving the food in her face? Bethany or Rinna? Bethany. She was like one potato, two potato, one piece. You gotta watch this video. You're she's not got okay. like she's got like crawfish juices all over her face, and she's like talking directly in the camera with her mouth like full of like crawfish, and like and she's like, "It's an amazing deal, fifty dollars delivered to my hotel room." And I'm like, "You do that the same week as your reality show union, like that, like that's our real, that's our reality show union leader is this girl shoveling down corn niblets with crawfish." She's really not okay. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, and everybody gets out, like every, like there's still a big contingent that love Bethany. And I like, I really love Bethany in earlier seasons, but this shit is crazy. And then of course, Lisa Rinna would hop on this. And now she's calling for a boycott of BravoCon. And it's like, Lisa, you weren't even invited to BravoCon this year. Like you're not invited. So of course you're going to like, like, I just feel like these people, it's like, you got to look at the messenger and not just the message. Right. Exactly. It's like the so. message could be one thing, but if it's Bethany Frankel and Lisa Rinna delivering it, then you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to have to figure it out. Um, moving on, Travis Scott, uh, if you remember him, he uh, killed a bunch of people at his Astro World yeah. concert a couple of years ago. Well, he triumphantly released his new studio album, Utopia, this past Thursday night. Uh, you've got re- you got features from Beyonce on Beyonce, Boney Vare. You got features from all of these artists. Have you listened to Travis Scott's new album yet, Sophie? Um, not on purpose. My boyfriend has listened <laughs> oh. to a little bit of it. What does he uh, think about it? He he says it's it's kind of good, but like kinda again, good. it's like every time I listen to Travis Scott, I just think of the people he killed or That's is responsible it. for their deaths. Okay. That's it exactly. That's it exactly. Oh, I is that really, I can't listen to him anymore. I can't. He, he was tweeting on release night, and he's like, he literally tweets. He's like, I'm so excited right now. I'm 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 running through walls, and like all I can think about is like, dude, chill out with the excitement because that's what happened at your concert. It got everybody like like it's scary <laughs> when he gets this like fucking amped because it's like, dude. And then the Houston police, of course, this was like their timing was to coincide with the release of this album. Their official report came out on Thursday and even says on them that he was aware that we wanted the concert stopped and he kept going. Like he kept going. He ignored the messages. You know, like there's an official report. If anybody wants to read it, they finally dropped it on the same night of the album release. And that's the thing that kind of bothers me is that like, man, because he is such an influential artist. And this, by the way, me saying this is not going to do shit. It's probably going to be the number one album, the number one most streamed album of the year. But it is wild that I hope that doesn't that conversation doesn't get lost. And when he does yeah. start performing live again, like I hope really intense safety. And it makes me and it makes me disappointed a bit in Beyonce and Bonnie Vare and all of the yeah, that's what artists. I was thinking. Yeah, it like it and who knows? Maybe they recorded this stuff like before Astro World happened, so like two years ago. Not likely though. Well, I mean, and also there is that thing of like, maybe they think as artists, they're protecting another artist. I don't know what goes through, but also these people like Travis Scott is a multi, 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 multi millionaire, very rich, Beyonce, very rich. I do sometimes wonder if you do lose touch a little bit, you know, when you are on such an elevated level that you don't necessarily, I don't know. So those are thoughts. Um, Speaking of Beyonce, which, by the way, I think Beyonce is hitting New York. Did she hit New York this weekend or is it this week? The Renaissance um, tour? Yes, I believe so. I believe I, yeah, some people were at the concert. Yeah, I was trying to like, uh, but <laughs> this is, this is, this is going to concerts all summer. And I'm just like, where are you guys getting this money? <laughs> and these tickets, you guys, I'm taught, I, I, I try to get a Beyonce or a Taylor ticket in LA. $1,200 for shitty seats. Oh, $1,200. That's what I said. The for cheapest shitty seats. $1,200 for the cheapest seats. Like back in the day, like I, I once, and I thought I was out of my mind when I did this. I once went to Beyonce's tour 
like during the Lemonade album. And it was last minute at like the Rose Bowl. And I went last minute. I asked my ex at the time. She's like, I don't want to go to that. I was like, do you mind if I go? And I was like, I'll go last minute on StubHub. Somebody will be last minute just throwing away tickets on there. I ended up spending, I, I had a couple drinks at a bar beforehand and I ended up spending $500. And I had never spent that kind of money on a concert ticket in my life. But I ended up getting floor seats, had the time of my life. But so I was like, 500 is still, but 500 is still insane. You guys, $1,200 for a shitty seat. Nope. Nope. And they are. And that is like, when I think of like, oh, don't spend your money on things, spend your money on experiences like concerts. Yeah. That kind of money for me. It's like, I, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, Beyonce, her mom this week, Tina Knowles, she filed for divorce from her husband, Richard Lawson. They've been married for eight years. Did you see this story at all? I saw some of the clips where it looks like she hates him. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of clips that look like they don't get along. But then Richard Lawson is a, uh, a retired acting teacher in Los Angeles. And I do know a bunch of people that have taken studied with him. And I've heard a lot of stories about Richard Lawson. They say he's a very good actor, but a lot of stories about him. He took his Twitter account down this week, you guys, not because of uh, Elon switching it to X, but because people went to his likes and the dude was liking straight up like porn and like the specific kind of porn where it was like big labia, big, uh, big dick. Bit. like it was all this and then there would be like what? Would, and it would be like in the middle of it be like the like would be like viola davis another great acting performance like it would be like big and, and it's oh, like, another classic example of an older man not realizing yes. that likes are public well, that was like, and he took his account down but a bunch of people screen recorded before he oh did oh my god go find this on twitter I, I, go find it but also just be prepared because it's like it is intense it is in i mean we're talking just foul foul stuff and i'm like this guy's there liking this thinking he's like i gotta save this for later and then we can all see it that's insane oh my god that's amazing Uh, so and by the way imagine fucking up like beyond like uh, being in that beyonce family imagine fucking that bag up you know like now you can't go to renaissance you have to pay twelve hundred dollars now richard lawson yeah seriously just like the rest of us pours yeah, the pores. Um, I cracked up this week because I did see one of your tweets or your exes where uh, you I, I I thought this when I watched it, but then you really um, made me laugh with it of Aiden returned to and just like that Aiden's the jacket. second season, his jacket. Why is it all buckled? And he looks like an emperor of some sort. Like it's like he his looks jacket. Like- Explain <laughs> to the people what it is if they don't. My favorite response, first of all, in the way he's standing in it, too, with like he looks like yeah, he can't he's like, move and his like arms are straight down by his side. Like he could not. And I always traditionally thought Aiden was hot, but like not here. And it's like a straight jacket almost. When I tweeted, I was like, wait, but like actually, why was he wearing this? And their replies were so funny. So my favorite reply was, he's just following orders. <laughs> he literally looks like an ss officer and then i watched oppenheimer <laughs> and there's a scene where he's literally wearing that exact jacket and i know some people my replies were like it's a classic bell staff jacket i'm like 
Well, he looks fucking stupid in it. Shut up. Well, but maybe he's like proud of his waist and he wants to show people he hasn't put yeah, on Yeah, it was weight. like snatched. He's, he's like, really- get me in there. And also, what a fucking dumb dork this Aiden is that he's like, Carrie, I can't go up there. He's like, I, can't I can't go, go in there. there. Where I sanded those floors. And I'm like, Do have sex with her in the bathroom then. What guy? Mm-hmm. What guy is going to turn down a hookup? Like, no matter, you know, with who, like, because he's like, I can't go in, the memory's in there. Right, and it's like, would you rather go to the apartment that she shared with her dead husband? Like, shut up, Aiden. And I also love the fact that they're really leaning into the fact that Che Diaz is insufferable. Like, but they, also, why are we following her story around at all anymore? I don't need to know that she got a job at her old job place. I know, like, I don't need to know. I really don't need to know. But it's like, it's just so funny that Che, like, didn't really do anything too egregious in season one, but everyone hated Che anyway because it's just an annoying character. And they went full, like, off the rails in the writing to make this the most hateable. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They were like, you hate Che now? Just wait. (laughs) Okay. But also, like, Che Diaz, they made, like, it's not even fun. Like, I I read this and I was like, I completely, it it verbalized what I was thinking. I was like, oh, my God, that's it. It's like when she tried to convince Miranda to do that three-way with their, with, uh, their ex yeah what's you know, his name um hudson. Uh, oliver hudson oliver i was hudson. like that's like isn't that like you shouldn't pressure people into like weird sexual situations like wake them up and then pressure them into a three-way isn't that like kind of fucked up isn't that like yeah. not cool of like we should get consent and not just like do it miranda wait do you film cameos yeah yes but hi Okay, first off, my cameos are way too long. I do like 10-minute cameos. So I there's no way I could like pop into bed. I'm like, hey, what's going on? It's me, Brian. But it, it, it was hysterical in the sense of what what a great new way to find to make Che Diaz annoying. I know. Could you imagine so- you get a cameo from Che Diaz? Like, what's up? It's me, Che Diaz. What's up, guys? It's Che Diaz. Happy birthday, Kyle. This is from your buddy, Luke. And meanwhile, Miranda's like, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. Okay. Okay. See, this is, okay, this is the way the show's ridiculous because it's trying to be like meta and like, okay, these are like things in our culture for like uh, chronically online people. But at the same time, Che, why can't you go film your fucking cameos in the living room? Like, honestly, yeah. like, that's so ridiculous. Like, you have these little storylines and then they set up something so ridiculous that of like, yeah, Miranda can't sleep. If you want to film your little cameos, go to the living room. It doesn't right. make sense. You right. partied with your friends in the living room and Miranda let you do that. Yeah. And now Miranda's all in this latest episode. Now she's all like, it's like the, the lady is out. She goes single. to a... Oh, but she went to that book signing and she waited for the book signing. She's like, I like, I like, I like the cut of your jib. She's like all like full court press. Like she's fully fitting into the lesbian Wait, lifestyle. Do you know, do you, did you watch Younger? Also a- No, you've recommended this a, a bunch It's actually. such a great show, you guys. But Diana, the actress that plays Diana in Younger was this woman in this episode of In Just Like That. And it was so great to see her. And it was so funny when Miranda goes back to her apartment and it's like disgusting. 
I thought I'm having okay. fun. I know oh, there's but, so much wait, wait, wait. just like that, but I have so much fun watching it. Honestly, it's like it's like my comments about Tamara. I do not want it to end. I yeah. want as many episodes of and just like that as they'll give me. I look forward to it every week. I need it, but I hate it, and I don't. I want it to st- like it is. I'm fully. I'm fully okay with how I feel about it. And what, what did you think about Miranda and Steve? And like, Miranda, I, you know, of course I'm fucking Miranda. I've got to, you know, Miranda. Why like, do what do you think about that? Steve, like, act like he's 85 years old. I think that's why he got so buff because he's like, if you're going to write me like a loser, at least I'm going to like try to look good at least body wise. So people don't realize, like, people don't think I'm a complete loser. Oh my god, it's very strange the the writing for Steve. But again, overall, Wait. also, why did I have a sex dream about? Um, don't don't say what are you about to say. I have a feeling. I'm sorry. I was just as shocked as you're about to be about no. um, Harry. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> why? Why did I have a sex dream oh, about oh my god. Harry? I don't know. What does that say about me? Well, this listen. Literally the other night. Listen. He's he's Jewish. Like he's a nice Jewish man. He's a you know makes a good living there. But I just don't think really. That's wow. That's wild. You didn't it's tell your guy. You didn't tell your guy that, did you? I what? You didn't tell your guy that, did you? He wouldn't. I'd be, know. I'd be, li- he, I'd he be livid. So I would be know. livid. Wow, that would be like that's what you're fantasizing about. I also haven't told anyone this. This is like two nights ago, and I just remember so bad. It's good, exclusive, exclusive, everybody. Exclusive. Wow. You'll um, never believe who yeah. Sophie had a sex dream about. Um, okay, so yeah, I just like that. Wait, wait, if you actually, if tomorrow they hired you for season three, what would you pitch? Like, what would you put like, and, and where would you like, guys, we're doing it all wrong. Like, cause you know, oh, like storyline show in general. Yeah. Like storylines next season, they'll probably be like Twitter tw- changes to X like threads. We'll have an episode about threads, you know? I, I don't know about that. I feel like on a, on a more zoomed out scale, I loved the episode where Carrie was just like kind of dating that guy whose arm broke because she was in the bike lane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter yeah, Harvey, little, whatever his yeah, name is. Like yeah, one, one like episode. That, that feels like vintage Sex in the City when like Miranda and Carrie just have like one episode flings with with interesting, funny people. Like I feel like that's just vintage Sex in the City, and I feel like there's kind of a missed opportunity there because Carrie's single. Now Miranda's single. I understand Charlotte can't really get into the mix here because she's a married woman, but um, yeah, I don't know. That was number one suggestion. I'd also, and I'd also want them to stop shooting on like, like film, the look of it. I'd rather them go back to making it look like it used to, like they shoot it now. Like it's like, like Oppenheimer, like they shoot it like it's IMAX, like like these, like these sweeping, like, it's like, Hey, the humor of it is what I think. I mean, they're, they're shooting it like it's a movie. And sometimes I feel like that makes us, it makes it even funnier because it's like, guys, you just spent like $40 million on this episode to have you guys all running through this blizzard and it looks beautiful, but it's like silly yeah. as hell. Um, yeah, okay. I do love it though. Oh uh, yeah. A hundred percent. As we start winding down here, you guys, uh, Oh, I wanted to, you brought up HBO max earlier and I just want to complain one more time about max is that 
they now have your Discovery Channel shows on with your HBO shows, and it's not HBO, just Max. So I was looking like one of my favorite shows. It's kind of it's not for everybody, but it's How to with John Wilson that just premiered its third season on Friday night, and it's just really unique. But somebody had to tell me that it was on. I didn't even know it because it wasn't anywhere on the Max homepage. And I'm like, why release a show? And then you don't have it anywhere. But I, Dr. Pimple Popper's on the home. Like I'm having to look for things that you that they paid money for and they don't do anything about it. And it's like pissing me off. It's like unique oh shows. Max also going downhill. Going down fast. There's a good documentary series called Last Call on HBO Max about a oh, gay. I've been seeing that. Yeah, I've gay serial that. killer in New York in the mm-hmm. uh, in the 90s, and I thought that's interesting. But I, I kind of. Oh, also, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram story the other day. If you're not watching Hijack on Apple TV with Idris Elba, you need to be watching it, guys. It is. Don't even so- know what it is. Oh my God, it's Idris Elba playing like the hero. It's basically just a series about a, a hijacking, about okay. a, plane, a, a plane from Dubai to London getting. Is he hijacked. the hijacker? No, he's like a passenger. And okay. of course, he's like the heroic, like manly yeah. guy. Um, yeah, everyone needs to be watching it. It's amazing. And I feel like not enough people are talking about it. That is what I love how I'm behind on all of the housewives show, but like, like a hijacking show. It's like, a like television show. Like, you guys, you guys need to see this show. Friends, uh, Joey Chandler, Monica. It's no, but you, know it what? you always make fun of me for like loving like Liam Neeson movies. Yeah. This is like kind of the same genre, you know? Oh, we'll get this. I started. I, I was like, I want to go see that Mission Impossible Tom Cruise movie. But then I was like, I need to go back. And I've seen all the Mission Impossibles, but I don't really remember them. And they have them all on Paramount+. Plus. So I'm now up to Mission Impossible 5. And it just cracks me up. Is that like, I just want, like, Tom Cruise gets off on doing all of these stunts. And, like, they're always like, he did this for real. And I'm like, yeah, we get it. Like, he gets off on doing, like, crazy stunts. But then I was like, I was trying to wonder, like, what Tom Cruise is like afraid of besides like Surrey Cruise and hanging out with his daughter, you know, like what is he afraid? Like what like scares the shit oh, out of Tom Cruise? I'll tell you what, whatever he is entrusted with the Scientology organization getting out. That's what he's scared of. That is what he is that's the, afraid of in the world. That's the stuff. Whatever shit it is that they have on him he will never be free. I just love that he he might be actually wanting to pass away during one of these stunts. But he's like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Yeah, what, like, yeah, I'll just yeah. ride a bike off a cliff. Hopefully, I'll Wait, just you know. So ha- you haven't seen it yet, the new Mission Impossible? No, I'm up to five, and okay. I've got I've got five and six, and then I think the seven is the one. I, the I actually one. was reading how they're kind of looking at it as a box office flop. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Totally overshadowed by Barbenheimer. And they were like really making him out to be like, you know, because of Top Gun Maverick. He yeah, like the savior. Saved, the saved movies. He saved the movies, but now this movie is flopping. And I think it was just, you know, it probably would perform well if it wasn't released the weekend before Barbenheimer. I, and I will say everything I've read about this movie says it's a great movie. So I'm not like, yeah. I'm excited to see it. Like I, you know, I have very strong opinions about Tom Cruise. But the guy makes like a decent, the guy makes decent, I don't even know what I'm saying, you guys. I'm sorry. He um, makes decent films. He makes decent him, cinema. Potentially horrible, but makes decent films. Sophie, did you yeah. hear about this, about the aliens that li- that are amongst us? Uh, we, yeah. had, we had congressional hearings this week, 
And they flat out admitting that we have are in possession of alien bodies and alien spacecraft. And then nobody really, you know, like, I guess it's true. What are we, what the fuck are we going to do with that? Ira, okay. My question is because we hear this about once a year at this point, someone yeah. comes out and is like, aliens are real guys. Yeah. The government knows everything. Why have we still not seen any definitive proof? You, you would think that something would leak, a photo. If there are alien bodies in labs, and I understand that these are top secret government agencies, but it's like, like I need, I'm not going to believe you until oh, you don't like, You guys, I've seen every blurry film. Like, I've seen the entire season of season 11 of Vanderpump Rules of just people filming on their cell phones. I can't see one alien. You're telling exactly. me I can't see one alien. I've seen every... I've seen every scene of Tom Sandoval in the new season that's not out yet, but I can't see one alien. Exactly. I'm literally not. So everyone's like freaking out and I'm just like, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe them. Well, wait, wait, also, wait. So I totally believe, I believe them. I just don't believe that. It, like, who cares? Like, it's not going to change my well, life. Where are the photos? Where's the proof? They're, it's, where's it? So I also heard someone say, I can't remember who said it. They were like, they're just trying to distract us from the fact that we're in like the worst recession of our lives. And I'm like, you know what? No, you know what? That, that, that's a good point. No, I mean, guys, aliens definitely exist. How do you explain Raquel? How do you explain Ramona? These are aliens. How do you explain? How do you explain Davina from Selling Sunset? These are aliens flat out. And I just don't. And by the way, they also made the point if aliens, this technology is supposed to be so far beyond ours that like if they didn't want us here, they would not have us here. Like they could completely destroy us. So like they're obviously just laughing at us from afar. We're like their Mission Impossible 7. They're just like, it's very entertaining what we all do, but it just doesn't affect my day to day. So I don't care. I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to see a photo. It would be cool to see a photo. I would love to see a photo. Are you kidding? Like, I would love to meet one. What if, by the Where way, that'd be if your Twitter account was still locked and you're like, no, no, I'm Sophie on Twitter. See, and then it's like the Bitcoin. They're like, you are not, you are the Bitcoin lady. You are trying to sell us crypto. <laughs> 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 uh, um, and uh, finally, Taylor Swift, uh, be safe out there, you guys. Uh, there was a 2.7 earthquake supposedly in Seattle uh, because Taylor Swift fans were making so much movements, freaking out at a Taylor Swift concert that it actually hit the Richter scale, which I think this is probably just like a fun little story. And it probably happens at a lot of concerts, but it is kind of funny to think that she possibly could destroy our world. I know. Oh my God. Like relax. Oh, has it gotten less, everyone. has it gotten less hot in New York or is it still disgusting? Um, it's, it's still pretty disgusting, but today it was like 85 degrees instead of like 95, which was that, fu- that humidity. Oh, by the way, I, I, as we wind, uh, wind up, I did see some beautiful photos of you at your 80th wedding this year. How was your oh, weekend yeah. wedding? Yeah, we had a wedding in the city, which was great. We didn't have to like go out of town or anything. So that was great. But I also, while we're talking about the heat wave, um, LA and I always, I've been to LA in the summer many, many times. I know it's not like super hot, but like, why is it 
like actually really chilly at night in LA. Like, cause it, cause it's, it's, cause it's a beautiful area. Like that's how amazing LA is, is that you can be hot during the day and then you'll need a little, a little, a little jacket. Like a sweater like, jacket. Yeah. Like that you, it's yeah. the best of both I do worlds. love, I love LA so much. Like I'm, I'm hopefully moving there one day. Hopefully. Yeah. I saw, I saw a thing on your Instagram. I think it was maybe or your Twitter, your mom saying, uh, joking about moving there. Yeah. You're, is, you're not moving there. I will say though, when I got back from New York, I did have that thought of like that old adage of like New York makes you tough and LA makes you soft. And I can see what both of those things mean, but they're both really special oh, places. Oh, does LA make you soft? Hell yeah, I'm soft. But like, oh. I, I feel, but it's like, no, but there's both very special places. Like I love yeah. both of them. Like I want to be just like bi-coastal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just like Kyle Richards. Ew. No, I'm joking. That, oh my oh, God. Sorry, I thought you meant bot. Anyways, that's a bad one, you guys. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on, Sophie, this week? What, what's going on? What do we need to know about? You got your Twitter account back. You're threading. Um, any any weddings oh coming up this God. weekend? Yeah, we actually do have a wedding in uh, the Berkshires this upcoming weekend. You're going to the Berkshires? Uh-huh. And then we have another wedding in the Berkshires two weekends after that. Will and you I go to that the- place? Go to that place that Dorinda used to work at that that they're always oh, go to yeah. and visit. Guys, oh, I'm forgetting I've never what it's been called. Before, and I randomly have two weddings there in August. You should re- you should actually DM Dorinda and just say, I'm going to the Berkshires. What do you recommend? Because oh I swear god, to God, idea. I swear right. to God, she would write you back. She that, is, you back. that is a great idea, actually. You're right. I should. Dude, I'm gonna DM her. Of- Speaking of aliens, Dorinda's Instagram is off the hook lately. The artistic photos she's taking is just so bizarre and weird, and I love it so, so much. Um, okay, any other recommendations for the week, Sophie? We got Below Deck, you guys on. We got uh, Roni, Real Housewives of Orange County, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We've got plenty of Bravo, plenty of reality shows. Love During Lockup is on now. 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance UK. Anything else that you're watching besides Idris Elba and Hijack? Yeah, Hijack. They clone Tyrone. Um, what is they cl- clone Tyrone about? Just cloning Tyrone? Oh my God. Go watch the trailer right now, you guys. It's oh. like a sci-fi, retro, futuristic. Like, it's so good. We loved it. We were like, it's a comedy, but it's like sci-fi comedy. And Jamie Foxx is hilarious. And John Boyega disappeared into the role for me, literally. Um, So, yeah, it's great. So bad it's good. The Facebook group, somebody was like recommending claim to fame very highly. And I know you had said you you were loving it. So it's still on. It's still on right now. New episodes. On ABC on Mondays. Yes. Oh, and also the Golden Bachelor will be premiering in, I think, in a month or so. And that's like the I, old I Bachelor. Feel like I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that and VIP. I'm, I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Wait, what's VIP? No, Bachelor. Oh, Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. Okay. Because I haven't watched The Bachelorette or The Bachelor really recently. Like, And I once it starts, when you get three episodes and you miss three episodes, you can't, it's just not worth it. You're done. Yeah, and you're just like, it's the same shit every single season. But I love Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm very curious to see what The Golden Bachelor is like. So, Oh, sh- okay. Sorry. I know I'm going to, two minutes. I just wanted, I forgot to ask this about you. What did you fucking think about the dog going back to GJ James Kennedy and then him renaming a hippie? Oh, so I hated that. I hated Isn't that. Insane? I hated the fact that he changed the name from Graham to hippie. I obviously hate the fact that Raquel, like he ended up at a shelter to begin with, but someone said that 
changing the name could actually be like good for a dog and good for like a fresh start if he was coming from, say, an abusive situation, which we don't know. Oh. But people were saying that also. I hate it because I feel like it's just confusing for him. Like it's just That's what I was thinking after I three agree. years I, with his I dog. Actually, I threaded about this, about how I just thought it was like, you know, he's he's already been through he's already like been through a lot. So yeah, it's just it's confusing for him. I feel I like. just think it's funny. It's like if this dog is like has biting issues, and then like you're gonna bring it in the house with her two cats, and like it just seems like so much to then throw a name change on this dog as well. I and know. I was just, I, I'm shocked. And they and they make it seem like Lisa Vanderpump surprises DJ James Kennedy with the dog when they went to to this event, and like she surprised. Like I'm like, this is fucking wild. You can't get Raquel, but we got this dog surprising DJ James Kennedy. That's wild. Oh my god! And he's like, I you're you're can't. going to live with me now, you fat fuck dog. You stupid um, dumb slut. You, dog. <laughs> you fuck. You go to fuck Peter with his big belly. Um, okay, <laughs> you guys, that's enough. This was so much fun. I hope you guys had a fun time listening to this. Have a great week, you guys, and uh, rest in peace, Brooklyn. We, I was we gonna say, rest you. in peace, Brooklyn. Yeah, um, rest in peace, I, Brooklyn. Yeah. I never got to meet Brooklyn in person, but I you saw her a lot though. Remember when I'd I pull her up her, on screen? Yeah, yeah, I saw her a lot via camera, yeah. and she just seemed like so one of a kind. And yeah. you know, I'm sending you so much love right now, yeah. Ryan. I know how hard it is. So uh, Brooklyn is just so happy to escape listening to me podcast ever again. And it was, no, it was a very special. And, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that after this interview uh, when I do the solo stuff. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're listening to Brooklyn at that rainbow bridge area, uh, rest in peace. We love you and thinking about you. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Sophie Ross, Twitter, threading, writing, go support. And we'll talk to you soon, Soph. Thanks, guys. Love ya. <laughs> okay, folks. Welcome back. Let's uh, let's get into a little bit more pop culture and some housewives and some reality show stuff. And then we'll move on to talking about my mom in Brooklyn. And then we'll, we'll call it a day. Uh, how the heck are you guys? I don't know if I asked at the beginning of the show, but I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope this Monday is a gentle re-entry to your week. Uh, now, we and Sophie talked a second about Travis Scott, and I forgot to mention this. Uh, people are going over the lyrics, and he has this uh, song on his new album, Utopia, called Meltdown. And they are saying that he went after Timothy Chalamet, little Timothy Little Timothy Chalamet, who is rumored to be dating Kylie Jenner, but all we get are like blurry photos of like Kylie's car outside his place. I have a feeling they just tow her car to his place and just like, yeah, yeah, I think they're going to think we're together. Yeah, cool. Anyways, supposedly, not supposedly, these are the lyrics in his song. Now, listen, I'm... I, you know, I'm not Shakespeare, so I don't know what truly this means, but they're saying it's, it's a shot at Timothy Chalamet. So the lyrics, the rapper's verses, he raps chocolate AP and chocolate. The V's got the Willy Wonky, the Willy Wonka factory, burn a athlete like it's calories. Find another flame hot as me, bitch. Wow. You guys got goose pimples like I do? Nipples fully hard. That's some powerful lyrics, right? Let's read that again together. Chocolate AP and chocolate the V's got the Willy Wonka factory. Burn an athlete like it's calories. Find another flame hot as me, bitch. And then the AP, they say, refers to, uh, I'm, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to be able to pronounce this because I have a Casio uh, calculator watch. It refers to the the A-U-D-E-M-A-R-S, Odmars Pijuet watch, P-I-G-U-E-T watch with diamonds. So I'm guessing that's one of those like half a million dollar uh, watches. While the Willy Wonka factory may be a jab at the actor, it says. But I don't understand any of that. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But also, I just love this. You know, uh, find another flame as hot as me, bitch. So that's to Kylie Jenner. Isn't he the one that dumped Kylie Jenner like twice now? Find another flame as hot as me. But like uh, you, you didn't, you don't, you've always seemed to be kind of embarrassed by Kylie Jenner. Like you would barely take photos. You, you took finally some photos with her after the Astro World tragedy because they were trying to help you rehab your image. Remember that they even got stormy out at the award show. I don't know. They, these disses and raps, I find another flame as hot as me, bitch. It's like, come on, man. That's like the mother of your two kids. And also, it's just not like our people out there going like, damn, that's powerful stuff. Like, that's wow, Travis. That's huge. Listen, I've always gone on record is that I'm not a huge fan of Travis Scott, even before Astroworld. Um, but I do know he is insanely popular. Like he is at stadium level. Um, but sometimes then I was trying to listen to some of the new album and nothing was like hitting. I was just like, okay, yeah, okay. But like, I know just... I got old ears. I get that. Like, I know I can't hear sometimes like my nephew flipping loves Travis Scott, but I mean, my nephew, but we got to talk about my nephew at some point. He's, he's into some really interesting things that I'm trying to, st- I'm like, dude, you, you ever hear the Beatles? You want to listen to some, uh, you want to listen to some bony bear with me? Let me introduce you to REM. Come on. Beyonce, like Beyonce. Can we even get you there? By, by the way, you guys, everybody with kids out there, we got to, you guys, you got to do your due diligence and really give your kids taste, really sit them down and try to just, you know, they can listen to whatever they want, but just, just try to get them to appreciate the basics. I couldn't sleep on Friday night. And, um, you know, that thing where you'll, you'll sleep for like 40 minutes and then you wake up and it's midnight. And then I was tossing and turning and I finally went, I finally looked up, I found an article like Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time, which is ridiculous first off. But I'm like, yeah, let's see what I've listened to. Let's see what I ha-. I added like 300 albums that I've never listened to, to my Spotify playlist. And I've been trying to like, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to make my way through every historical album ever. But then you discover things you're blown. I was listening to one of the Ronettes albums today. Amazing. I listened to James Brown live at the Apollo. Amazing. Like there's so many things out there, you know, and we, we have the world at our fingertips. Now we have these phones and these computers that, I mean, I used to dream about something like this as a a kid. It was like, I was dependent on whatever my, my dad had CD wise. Um, And then I would go to the library the library started having CDs and I remember going to try to get their CDs, but you were dependent on what your friends had, what your limited collection was, what you could pass around, what you could tape on a tape player off of the radio. Like, Oh, my favorite song hit record and play at the same time. Quick. Like that's what we were dependent on back in the day. And now we have so much, but it's almost too much, right? We've got it coming at us from all sides. So that's why I think sometimes if anything, I love this show too, because sometimes I, I can be like, oh, watch this or watch that because I love that. I love, you know, Sophie was talking about that uh, John Boega movie, um, the, what is it? 
did they clone Tyrone? And then I started reading about that after we talked about it. And I was like, oh, I got I added that to my Netflix list because then I was reading really amazing things about it. But I wouldn't have heard about that. And it's scary. If somebody like me is not hearing about a show, that's when you really, that's when you know maybe there's too much out there. Okay, so let's do a quick rundown of what we had this week and tonight in terms of reality shows. Real Housewives of Orange County, I'm going to do a full recap. You'll get that this week, you know, a line-by-line recap like I do. We have the Vicki Gunvalson return at the end. Um, I, you know, I just, there's so many thoughts about OC, but I keep feeling bad for Gina. Like, I'm Gina, what's going on? I'm Gina. Yeah, I feel bad because... I feel like she's really trying this season and it's, Oh, some of you guys are really going to disagree with me. I feel like it's a losing battle. I feel like it's a losing battle. I feel like nobody takes her seriously. And you know, where Emily, I feel like is kind of charging ahead because they've always been like, not the terrible twosome, but they've been a duo. They've always been paired together. And I feel like Emily is truly finding her footing. Even if you don't agree with where her footing is, she's finding it. And Gina, I just feel like is just stepping clumsily all over the place. And that's why I said, I said, I think I said this on a recap or maybe on the Patreon is I really want her, I want Gina to be cast on an ultimate girls trip. And I almost want her to be cast and not have Emily come along just because I'm curious to see her interact with other ladies. I really am. Like sometimes I'll go to her Instagram posts and I even know her engagement looks so much, you know, it's like her engagement isn't near what these other housewives are. And I find that so curious. Like I'm curious because the element, like, I know she's a fascinating personality. I know she's funny. But with this group of ladies in the OC, and I don't want to just say it's because of a financial situation, but it just has never seemed to completely take hold. Like I said, I could be wrong. You'd be completely disagreeing with me, even though secretly you know I'm right. You, you know I'm right. I don't know. It was just something. That's, so we'll talk more about OC this week. New York, I talked briefly about at the very beginning of the show, but. I will just reiterate, enjoy this now. Enjoy it now where you get to learn about these ladies and it's their first season before any of us. Like after this season, they will go in filming season two, already hearing our reactions, hearing what we're saying. They're all going to read what we say about each of those castmates. They'll use those against each other. And you're going to see... I really do think Bryn is going to not come out swinging, but you can tell there's like little, little bits of like, well, why don't you pick on Jenna? Like you, you, you give me a hard time, Aaron. And I'm like, Bryn, you know, there is a certain respect that people give Jenna Lyons. And I, and I think probably deservedly so, but Bryn wants to be on that level. And I feel like you do sometimes have to earn that. And also this was the first episode where I did start to get a little annoyed with Bryn in terms of, the facial and the, I'm putting on a show. I'm cute. I'm cute as a button. And I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> you know, and it's fun. But we see next week in the preview, she cries about something. And that I want to see. Because that's the, I want to see that kind of real. I want to see, is it, you know, you know, is it sh all show all the time? What's underneath that stuff? I will say I am so charmed by Uba. Uh, she seems so... Uh, I heard a lot of people say she was too much. And I feel like that is very genuine to who she is. I just feel like she's a live wire, but there's like an innate sweetness to her 
that I am so charmed by. Now, Sai, on the other hand, Sai has opinions about everything. Uh, did you guys know she's a content creator? <laughs> I think there's like an internal self-loathing I have with content creators because people call me one. And, you know, I was watching on Watch What Happens Live. Sai was on with Kenya, which I want to play you a clip of Kenya on Watch What Happens Live tonight. It was so good. Um, but Sai, you know, I don't know. There, there's this thing. Sai was talking about celebrating your wins. You got to celebrate your W's. But I sometimes feel with content creators, that's all they do is celebrate. That's all they do is celebrating their W's. I want to start a thing of like, celebrate your losses, celebrate your losses. Be real, you know, like, oh man, because listen, I, one of my primary emotions is insecurity. Like that is just always, and I don't, you know, they always say that fake it till you make it. I'm like, I can't, I can't fake it till I make it. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm just, uh. so I think maybe there's a little bit of jealousy that I can't be like that. But sometimes with content creators, I'm like, what, what is, what are you showing me? What's unique? What, what is the deal here? I was with my friends, Matt and Jess, um, last night that cheered me up and, uh, it was really nice to hang out with them, but they were, uh, Jess gave me like a 30 minute diatribe standing up for the influencer, Alex Earl or Alexi Earl or Alex Earl. I think it's Alex Earl. And she was just like, she just is because I was like, explain it to me, Ex make me see, because I don't follow Alex Earl, but I know she's like one of the number one, if not the number one influencers out there. And she, and I love Jess. So I trust her opinion, but she was like, Hey, she's just really genuine. And she, she does things for people. She does like charity work and all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, and, and she'll talk about even like her, she has certain things about her face that isn't. And I'm like, wait, Alex Earl, isn't she like super hot? She's like, well, she uses filters, but she's completely honest about the filters she uses. And I was like, yeah, but she, there's still a basis of just basically hot, you know, but she was really standing up for her. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, there's obviously a reason why these people get so popular in the first place. But sometimes I was thinking with Cy. Because I was talking, uh, Bethany Garcia, who was on last week, who was amazing, she was talking about, yeah, she had always followed Sai. She knew who she was. She followed her um, and and liked her, I think, for the most part. And I was just like, sometimes I'm with influencers, I'm like, what are you influencing? I mean, and I'm, a, I'm an older dude. So for me, that's like probably a double whammy. I'm not shopping where they're shopping. I'm not, you know, for me, uh, who's the influencer I like? Uh, she's the curly hair. She's like super funny the way she talks and tells stories. Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, what is her name? You guys probably know this. My brain is not working lately, um, but she's oh, Elise Myers, Elise Myers, Elise Myers. I really like Elise Myers because I feel like she's honest. I feel like she's honest about her flaws and she's super funny, super unique. Um, I think she's just great. Like some of those are like, or uh, haters, um, uh, Hayden, uh, who's been on this uh, pod before. I should get him back on. I really like, I like those people that are doing something unique with that influencer. So Sai, but Sai wants to like, just talk, you know, I just want to give opinions about everything, but I don't know, maybe she'll grow on me. That's what I like. We're still in that kind of boonies of like, we don't know where this show is going to go. Now I will say it was another episode of just getting to know these ladies. Eventually, we're going to have to get a little bit of story. We're going to have to have some sort of minute storyline that doesn't involve not wanting to go to the restaurant catch. And I'm not making fun of the show. I'm really loving it. But I will say, 
I I am scared because now we're so ratings driven and even the normal bystanders seem to know all about ratings now is that I have a feeling we're going to have another dip in the ratings for episode three. So we're going to have to deal with the backlash of people going, it's a failure. Bring back the OGs, bring back. And I want to remind people, we have two OGs on right now and welcome to crappy Lake, which I think is a fantastic half hour show. And that is getting lower ratings than Roni. And that's the frustrating thing is that we complain about these things, but then we don't show up for these girls. We don't show up for these ladies. You got Welcome to Crappy Lake, which is hysterical, and it's getting lower ratings than Real Housewives in New York. Like, if you really wanted these ladies back, give it higher ratings than the new Roni. You know what I'm saying? But I believe there's room for both. I believe that there's room for everybody. We just got to show up. Because what happens usually is then two seasons later, if they give it a shot for two seasons, people start catching up to it. But I think we're so driven in, we need a success right out of the gate that sometimes it doesn't allow uh, room for shows to grow. I mean, a perfect example of this, not in reality TV, but in just television is remember Seinfeld. You guys, what's the deal? I know you know Seinfeld, but remember that show started off called the Seinfeld Chronicles. And they only gave it like an eight episode order, I believe. And it sucked. If you watch that first season of Seinfeld, they don't know really, they don't have the relationships formed yet. Jason Alexander is still figuring out George. Kramer was not even Kramer yet. Julia Louis-Dreyfus came in later. They didn't know what that show was, the tone of that show. And they had a fight for more episodes. And then they found their footing. And then by the third season, they were on fire. They were off to the races. But you have to give sometimes, you have to let shows, you have to let them find that voice. You know, it's it can't hit sometimes right out of the gate. And it almost makes you appreciate that show so much more when they're able to grow. And they're able, like uh, Potomac, for example. I came to Potomac late. And even though it was it was good in the beginning, but it was nowhere near as good as it started when, it, when, when you got to season three, right? Blew you away. And that's why I'm never in... You know, Real Housewives of Atlanta definitely going through, I don't think growing pains, but it's going through that. Um, I was watching tonight. And like I said, at the top of the show, I was like, oh, man, I wish I could watch this at like 1.5 speed because I've seen this. I've seen Marlo, you know, she, Marlo's Marlo's just not going to let you get away with shit. And obviously this Drew Sedora, obviously she did make out with Toya, obviously. I mean, also, also, I don't think Candy is a liar, period. Candy Burris isn't a liar. You know, you might be able to say a little freaky, sure. Likes to open restaurants, sure. But a liar? Candy Burris isn't a liar, period. And for them to say, like, Candy's potentially lying about this? No, you're wrong. Also, I love that Candy had to leave the Portugal trip early because she has real jobs. She's like, I got concerts this weekend. I got to go. She's like the only one with, like, a true real gig. She's like, I've got my hand in, like, seven different things. You guys have fun with your little fights. But this Drew Sedora, I mean, Drew... I don't know. It's interesting. And we obviously, if we've seen the mid-season trailer, you see that Drew potentially is hooking up with this other girl that comes out. And obviously she's having these issues with Ralph. And believe me, if there's anybody that would potentially turn you to women, it feels like it would be Ralph Pittman. Um, even though in that, in that crazy Ralph Pittman, I think arguably a great looking dude. And he acts like such a doofus that you forget that he's so, like very good looking. You're just like, oh, God, you're a creep, man. No offense, Ralph. Remember Ralph? Like, did that book ever come out about how to be a good stepdad? It was like, talk about a narcissistic. I, I don't know. Ugh. Anyways, 
which is kind of legendary. Like, of course, have somebody like Ralph on Bravo. Bravo succeeds on how amazing some of these ladies are and also how horrible a lot of these men are. Like, it's, it's those two things. Bravo is just like, it's out of the park. But Atlanta, sometimes I feel like these ladies all have each other's numbers. So it's kind of like, I wouldn't say Elton John. It's I was about to say it's like Elton John when he plays Rocket Man. Like, but I'm like, no, I saw him and I'm like, I was blown away when he played Rocket Man. But sometimes it's like that artist where they're playing a song that they played their whole career and you can tell they're bored with it. And that's what it is. Is sometimes these ladies, like Kenya by her, like I was watching Kenya on Watch What Happens Live tonight, and I'm like, man, you're a legend. You're a legend. But on that show, you can even tell she's tired of it. She's like, uh. And I feel like that's it. Like the Matt, and I'm not saying like bring back Nene Leaks because that's never going to happen. Uh, we talked about the Carlos King interview uh, last week. That's not going to happen. But you realize it is a combination of all of these things have to be in the right place for a show to really take off. And that's why if Nene even came back, like when she did come back, remember, Nene was kind of like over it. She was like kind of walking, you know, just kind of walking through it, you know, had some fights with production and all that stuff. And still, you know, Nini on a bad day is still better than most housewives on a good day, but there is a time and place for everything. Like you may build housewives, but eventually housewives is going to keep going and it's going to keep going without you, but we've got to find new ways to shake this show up. And of course it begins and ends with casting. And I think that's that's what's so hard is when you're tethered to some of these ladies that have like OG OG, it sometimes prevents it from completely moving forward in the way that we needed to need need it to move forward. But then on the flip side, playing devil, devil's advocate, we sometimes don't give newbies a shot. You know, Roni, this new season is a potential perfect example of that. We'll see how it goes, but already, you know, people being bored with it and stuff. I just, sometimes I'm like, what are, what are we expecting? What are we expecting? Um, okay. So I want to play this clip for you. Um, this was from watch what happens live tonight. And I listen, I, I've always, I've always said this. You guys have heard me say this multiple times. Watch what happens live is legitimately my favorite talk show. Like it is my favorite talk show. I watch every episode of it. Even if I don't watch like the, the housewife shows before it, I'll watch sometimes watch what happens live first. I think it's like an easy breezy 30 minutes. I would love it to be an hour sometimes because I think Andy can be a really decent interviewer. If you listen to sometimes I'll listen to sometimes the interviews on radio, Andy, if it's somebody I'm interested to uh, interested in. And I just think, just think he's really good at that. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves, even though obviously he's wildly famous, but it's just really what he does. It's easy. It's breezy and uh, what they're able to pack into a 21-minute show is great. Um, and it's a good chance for Andy to be really shady and use other people for that. He'll like take the, the live callers and watch what happens live. They, they write the questions for those callers. So it's always funny. Like they'll give the shadiest questions to them. And Andy doesn't have to do it. But this was a game that they played with Kenya Moore tonight. And I wanted you to hear this because I think you'll, I, I cracked up. I think this will make, make your day here. We all know the rule of you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. But since that's no fun, we're egging on Kenya to channel the oh. Mean Girl title, Courtney Fuller, in a game of Say What You Mean, Girl. Kenya, I'm going to go through various oh, problems. For each person, I need some Kenya more brutal truth oh. that you think they need to confront. Okay. okay, okay. So we're going to start with your uh, frenemy, Marlo. Oh, uh Mm, she'll never be that girl. Okay. <laughs> never. That's a brutal. Uh, That's okay, good. what about Ramona? 
Uh, we don't miss you. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about Tom Sandoval? Uh, on the fact that you're a narcissist and you'll have a very lightly attended funeral if you don't Whoa. get yourself together. <laughs> These are so good. Um, you're sitting next to a master, so. This is um, so Kim Zosiak Bierman. Go to rehab. Oh, damn. Um, we don't miss you. Vicky. Uh, Gary King from the Below Deck universe. Yeah, they have penis pumps now. (laughs) Thank you very much, Kenya. You're welcome. Wasn't that wasn't that great? Oh my God, Kenya, that's what I'm. That's just amazing. She was on with Cy from Real Housewives of New York, and Cy, like you could just tell. I mean, Sai, it's like, take notes, man. Sai seems like she likes to talk, but she's not at a level of Kenya at all where she can read people like that. The Gary King thing is funny because there was a story that came out that I believe Gary messed around with her assistant and it didn't go well. So I think that's what that penis pump line was, which is like, did, did Gary have whiskey dick? Did Gary have whiskey dick? I told you guys this, that at BravoCon, I was at a bar right next to our hotel where he was at and he... You could like for some reason it's it's like Tamra how she's like magically has this god given ability for shit not to stick to her. Gary had this magical ability that he just draws women in. I could see it from across the bar. I was like, dude, that guy is just winning ladies right and left. He was so damn charming and he was hammered, but he just has this thing about him. But obviously, he can't get his dick up. So I mean, that's right, tomato, tomato. You know, like great with people and women can't get dick up. You know. God will always even it out. God will always even it out, supposedly. But I thought that was just uh, perfect, man. Vicky and Ramona, we don't miss you. Kim Zolziak, go to rehab. And she knows some shit about Kim Zolziak, man. And Tom Sandoval, get your shit together. Get get your shit together. Admit you're a narcissist or you're going to have a, a sparsely attended funeral. Holy moly. Man, I live in fear uh, of one day Kenya knowing who I am and pissing her off. Could you imagine getting read by Kenya Moore? Remember that Watch What Happens live clip with her and Michael Rappaport? And she fucking like took Michael Rappaport to task and like shut his big mouth up, which is, oh man, wow. But that cracked, that actually was a bright spot of my night. I was kind of like mopey and all that when I saw that. And I legitimately LOL'd. I not just LOL'd, wrote it out on a text. I laughed out loud. And you need that. Uh, Finally, and you're going to groan when I say this, I want to talk about the season finale of the Kardashians really quick. I'm telling you guys, you missed out on a batshit season. And it's not like tons happen, but it's just when you're watching people become billionaires and fight over the stupidest shit known to man, I'm sorry. That is just entertaining, period. Period. You had Scott back. I'm Scott. Thanks for allowing me to film. I'm Scott Disick. What's up, Clojo? What's up? Thank you for letting me film. Uh, you know, he's back. You know, Courtney won't film with him, but like the family likes Scott better than they like Courtney. So he got to come back and film. But this last episode was just like a chef's kiss of weirdness. You had Courtney learning about fast fashion and trying to combat, um, you know, certain toxicity that fast fashion provides for the environment. So you had that. You have these like weird little teachable moments that are so, to me, like (laughs) just weirdly mind-blowing. And then Kris Jenner, she was, um, it was Christmas time, and she was like, 
you know, Christmas is just a time for us to celebrate each other. And re- I'm like, your whole fucking lives are celebrating each other. That's what you do. Christmas is no different than 364 other days of the year. But she like, she wanted to get each one of the girls and Rob, um, an old, like a, a big, not a Barbie playhouse, but one of those, like one of those toy dollhouses, a dollhouse, fucking dollhouse. And she had one and they had footage of her and Robert Kardashian, rest in peace, you know, one that they had bought back in the day. And I guess they spent a thousand on, which is that one. They were just, just rich people, not rich people. And so she wanted to give each one of them and she made it specifically. So she, we see her shopping. We see her, uh, we see her shopping and each, each individual uh, person got their own, like she shopped for each one of these houses. She decked out these dollhouses. Like Kendall had uh Kendall had like a Louis Vuitton bag and an engagement ring because Kendall said, like that my mom obviously wants me to get engaged. And uh she had a secret closet for Kendall to hide in. Ah, uh, JK. Uh, that was inside baseball. Um, and then uh Kim's was all creepy, like her mansion, and it was just sparse and just like just, just creepy walls that you're skin. No, no, it was a normal house, which I'm like Kim's dollhouse going into that house that she built with Kanye, that it looks like a haunted mansion. Like, I love that the dollhouse looks like more of a house than the house that Kim actually lives in. But Kim also got the dollhouse, you guys. And it, she was bawling and it just showed, and that was even fascinating to me because it's always fun to see Kim cry because it's just iconic. She's done it like season after season, but it is this is how I, why I enjoy the show. And I know this is so disturbing is I enjoy the show because it's like, it's interesting because you really get to see the work Kim has done on her face and she's done like, she's had the best surgeons in the world, but when she starts crying, you really start seeing the work and it's like, like it's crazy. And you're just like, I was pausing and I was like, no way. I don't, for some reason, that's how I, I enjoy the show, which is these little weird things. But the, and I was like, I wonder if Rob liked his dollhouse. He's like, Rob, you know, we we have some Dodger stuff in Rob's dollhouse. And then I was like, yeah, there's like a bunch of tacos and stuff. Like, like what did you put in Rob? Like a bunch of baseball cards and stuff. What did you put in Rob Kardashian's dollhouse? Um, so, uh, and oh, yeah. And then Chris, Chris, uh, she was like on, she had her assistant bid on items um, Betty White, rest in peace. I guess she was a big dollhouse collector and Chris bought up all of Betty White's dollhouse furniture. And there was like a bidding war on it. And she was like, they were like, Chris, do you want to go to 500? And she's like, of course I want to go to 500. And they're like, Chris, uh, they outbid you. Do you want to go to 700? Of course I want to go to 700. And that was the fucking whole scene. And she was like, they have no idea that it's me bidding. And I'm like, that's at the end of the day. Just, I was thinking about all the shit that I collect all, even my Richella wristband, all of these like little dorky, like my 90210 Barbies, all of this shit. And one day it's going to be somebody like Chris Jenner bidding on like, of course I'm going to bid $3,000 on Ryan's Richella bracelet. They don't know it's me bidding, but of course I'm going to do that. And I just thought, how disturbing is that? Like all this goofy shit that I collect someday, if, if I'm lucky, if I'm ever lucky to make some sort of dent, it's just going to go to like the weirdest person out there. It's because it's going to go to Chris Jenner potentially, or, or it's going to go to Northwest. Northwest will be like, yeah, I'll bid on that weirdos shit. Like think about all, I mean, I have, I have all these weird Batman dolls. You got, it's a whole mess. My storage, my storage space. Oh God. I got to organize that. By the way, I'm telling you, I need an assistant to just 
live with me, to just be with me at all times and just tell me to do shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the Kardashian thing, she had that. And then, like, you know, the Christmas celebration. And the other thing I just kept thinking, I tweeted this, but I was like, how scary it, it has it, it has to be so scary for the Kardashian kids to wake up on Christmas morning. Because Kim was like, it was so important to us. And we just want to give that same experience to the kids. But I'm like, of course, it was different, though. You guys were in a different tax bracket. These kids, they have Christmas every day of the fucking year because they're, they were, they were born into this family. They're going to every major sporting event, every major concert event. So like, you're still then there's one day a year where they even get more like their birthdays are already insane. I'm like, how do you make this special when every day of their life, you found a different way to make it special. Like last season, Kanye pulled up with an actual fire truck. He was like, yeah, you know, uh, Chicago likes fire trucks. So, and I'm like, Dude, what if Calabasas literally burned down that day and you had taken the fire truck and just had your kids ride around and then when we needed it for actual fires? That's how insane. That's why I'm saying I enjoy the show. And then uh, so and also those kids are like, how did a fucking fat man with a bunch of reindeer get past our security? Like we're supposed to have snipers on the roof and this guy got down our chimney. I would be scared shitless if I was those kids, if I still believed in Santa. I still actually do believe in Santa. Um, and then at the very end, of course, tragedy struck. And this truly is a tragedy is that Tristan's mom, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Trashcan Thompson, his mom passed away unexpectedly uh, from a heart attack. And I will say this, this is the other thing. You wish you had the Kardashians in your life when something bad happens because immediately they jumped into action. Kim air Kim has her own private jet now, which we saw an episode about last season and they got Chris Jenner, Chloe, Kim, they all just flew to, to his mom's and the mom has a couple of other sons and one is severely disabled and pretty much did everything for Tristan, cleaned the house, got all the insurance paperwork, like did everything. And that's what like, it almost infuriated me even more against Tristan because of course, tragic. Everybody loves their mom. Everybody for them. I mean, obviously that's not true, but mo for most, you know, you, you know, um, and, and like Chloe to be so selfless after this man has made her look like a clown again and again and again and moved Tristan and, you know, Tristan's the sole guardian now of his disadvantaged brother. And he truly is this, you know, if you've seen pictures, he's, you know, needs a lot of help. And luckily, I mean, Tristan's already a rich man, but I have a feeling the Kardashians going to foot that bill. But Chloe moved them both into her place. And I know everybody said, oh, they're not together. Chloe keeps saying we're not together. But come on, man. Chloe doesn't. Chloe's not around a lot of other dudes. She's going to she's not with Tristan now. She's going to be with him again. And I just it sucks because I think this man will keep doing this shit. I think it's a sickness. I think he can't like I think he's got something in him that will prevent him from ever being faithful, no matter if it's Chloe or somebody else. But then it's like we see him, you know, then he's like kind of fully moved in and these Kardashians went into action, but then still it's like celebrating. I don't know. It's like still, you know, he's got that other, the, the other son that he barely acknowledges that he fought to give that, that woman less money to raise that kid still has not met his actual son that he had like what a year and a half ago. I mean, it's like, that's, what's crazy when tragedy has befallen you like that. I hope it does 
make him reconsider. And I hope those Kardashians help him reconsider and instead of going against that woman, but in, in really reconsider and say, you do have another son out there that we should welcome with open arms. If we're going to do all of this other stuff, you know, cause that son, it's not the son's fault that the mom, you know what I'm saying? It's not, I don't know. So it is just wild. I can't stop watching it. It was the season finale. We get another season already at the end of September. I believe they announced, but I'm going to miss it. I know I'm in the minority. Like I know I have to fight with you guys all the time about the Kardashians. And like I always explain, it's not that I love the Kardashians, but it's fascinating. It is fascinating. I said last week, Skims is now at a $4 billion valuation. That company, $4 billion. One of the episodes this week, uh, one of the, uh, sorry, one of the episodes this season, Kim Kim on a, on a whim dropped seventy million dollars on a Malibu mansion, just for like a weekend fun getaway where they can BBQ. She's like, yeah, we'll BBQ out here with the fam. Imagine just going, yeah, seventy mil, yeah, let's do the Malibu mansion. And she's like, yeah, we'll just you know we'll come out here on some weekends and stuff. Seventy million dollars. Think about that. I think we hear these big numbers and like, I, like I'll do it. I'll hear big numbers and I'll be like, Oh, he only got a million for that. That's not a lot. And I'm like, I've never made close to a million in my life. And I'm like judging a million. I'm like, well, it's not 2 million. <laughs> so, but like $70 million. And she's like, yeah, they're going to come in and redecorate it. Make it call. And you're just like, Holy shit. I, I'm just telling you, I thought it was a magical season. It's not a season probably. It's not, I don't enjoy it the way that I think it's intended to be enjoyed. That's, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say to be nice. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, I have a bunch of other stories, but listen, we got all week folks. We got all week. We're buds. Let me talk about a couple of things right now. And this is where you can turn off if you don't want to hear personal stuff. I totally get it. And I'll talk to you on Tuesday. I love you. If you want to stay, uh, okay. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, so yeah, I've almost been out here two weeks now on this trip. Um, and, you know, uh, 
it's it's been challenging you know like we're we've stopped all treatment for my mom and uh you know she's it's um it's you know it's it's hard i mean i know it's hard for her obviously and here's somebody she is such an amazing woman and has been such control and has done everything for all of us our lives i mean i i'm not saying like she's like chris jenner and that she takes care of me like rob but she's always been supportive of me and has always been um a great inspiration. And I know it frustrates her as she's not able to do all the stuff that she used to. And I feel like that you can sometimes see that her battling against that because it frustrates her, you know, and it would make me angry as well, but, uh, had a nice morning with her. Um, she, uh, her friend gave her a bunch of figs from their tree and she, uh, she couldn't do, she makes fig jam sometimes and she, she's not able to really do that. So she, or not, you know, she could, but, but she walked me through that and uh, we made fig jam together today. And I got to tell you, really damn good. I'm excited to wake up tomorrow. And I think I'm going to have it on a bagel. She's going to allow me to have a little, she's like, you can have just this little bit. Cause we're giving the rest of this away. And I was like, of course, of course, but it was really nice. And we had some nice moments, but I, uh, she has a, a couple of doctor's appointments tomorrow on Tuesday. And, uh, but I wanted to play this because I can't, you know, you guys have sent so many things, not just postcards, but letters and gifts and flower, all the flowers. And, you know, we were sent a cake this week and I'm going to play this audio clip. I had to meet with a financial, um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in control, not control, but I'm helping with some things. And I had to meet with a financial person and my parents, you know, and, and we're so blessed. My mom always says that she's able to be there and still talk and, you know, um, but she was talking to him. And by the way, I, I audio recorded this because not because to get, you know, audio recordings of my mom, but to get, um, to just so I had like, if I needed to remember the information of the financial stuff we were talking about, I was writing notes, but I also had the audio recording and I asked permission to record, but she said this. And I, I asked if I could play this little piece for you guys, because this is about you. And I thought this was, um, I thought this really summed it up. And, you know, she reads a handful of the postcards and letters every day. And even like, but it's overwhelming. I mean, this amount of love it's, it's, uh, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I don't feel sometimes that we deserve that. Uh, no, I feel like my mom does, but it's overwhelming. I feel like it's overwhelming, but let me play this. And this is Becky and her voice is starting to kind of go. And that's, and that's why I haven't really had her back on is that I don't want to, I don't know. Anyways, this is, this is my mom. I have my halfway wits about me. I never had whole wits about me, but <laughs> but it just, you know, uh, my big thing, and I tell a lot of it's more who I leave behind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Rest assured, Becky, we have everything in place. And yeah, and that gives me comfort. Yeah. And um, and it's God's plan. He has, of course. I mean, it's, it's just, I needed a dessert the other night, the two nights ago. Doorbell rings at 3.30. One of his listeners sends this big no moose chocolate cake for the book club. I mean, 600 postcards his people have sent me, 12 flower arrangements, gifts out the yin-yang. Uh, I, where does this, the love, they write letters. They don't sign their name. They write letters. 
I am so blessed. There is a guy, anybody you can tell out there, I'm proof of it. Apparently Ryan's listener thinks he's a guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was my dad being an asshole. (laughs) But that's, uh, you guys have done that. And, uh, you know, I, this has not been easy for her, uh, for, for any of us, for her, but I know this has helped a lot. So thank you. Um, okay. Um, now I would like to talk about my dog. I'd like to give a little tribute to somebody that has spent hours and hours of listening to me record this podcast. And that is my dog, Brooklyn who we put to rest this past Thursday. Uh, she was a Pekingese Shih Tzu and she had a, she had a bad eye. So she would, you know, she could only see out of one eye really. And uh, 13 years and she had health issues for so many of those years. I mean, she had so many health issues and she was a fighter and she just meant the world to me. She meant the world to us, to me and my ex Anne Marie. And, uh, I will forever miss her. And it's hard, you know, it's, 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 uh, I mean, if you're an animal owner, you get it, right. You get it. I've heard a lot of your stories and you've sent me and you, you get, and I know sometimes people will roll their eyes when people talk about animals, but it's like, you have to understand. Um, I had so many conversations with my dog. Like even when we were together, I would walk her in the morning and she would wait for me at night when I was working late and she would be there waiting for me if I recorded. And even when I I've had her over this last year, you guys have sometimes heard her snoring in the background or I would put her on my lap. And sometimes if we were doing uh, it video as well, I'd hold her up to the screen. I've interrupted interviews because she wanted to get down from the bed because she couldn't jump or anything like that by, and it was completely the right thing to do and the right time to do it. Of course it kind of, it's never going to be enough time, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that experience. And then I want to talk about just a couple of memories of, of my dog. It, but I keep having memories. I keep thinking about these memories. And then sometimes I'll have to shut my brain off because I don't want to keep thinking of memories. Um, so I told you guys last Monday that I'd gotten an email on Sunday and uh, that, that we had to do this this week, that it, it was not, you know, and we were hoping to wait a little bit or, you know, but it just, she was like, I think, you know, and, and for her to say that, because uh, what I also want to say about my ex is that uh, my dog would not have stayed alive for as long as she did without my ex. And and that's why still, I, I, w- I was very comforted and I'll tell you why, but I'm still very worried about my ex just because, um, you know, she took such amazing care, such amazing care of of, of Brooklyn because Brooklyn had to get medicine like three times a day. She was constantly, uh, you know, at doctor's appointments, she had her own heart doctor. She had her own. And I do want to say this with all joking aside, if you do get a dog, get pet insurance. It was one of the smartest things that we did when we, when we rescued Brooklyn, it was the smartest thing that we did. And we still paid thousands upon thousands of dollars. Um, but it would have been so much more without pet insurance. So if you are a new pet owner, I really highly recommend that with, I mean, I'm say it with peace and love, just set yourself up for success down the line. Um, truly, truly. Um, but we got that email and of course, you know, things are happening here. 
And, but I was this, you know, if, if Brooklyn, if Brooklyn's going on her final journey, I'm going to be there. And so I, uh, you know, booked a trip, uh, you know, I flew from Arizona to Los Angeles Thursday morning. You know, we got up at like four 30 to go to the airport. My dad drove me and then I flew back that night. I was there for less than 10 hours. And it was, I was just, you know, how are you going to look forward to that? But I got to, I got to get there early and I got to spend like four hours with her and, and feed her chicken nuggets and walk her, or push her in the stroller. And you could just tell she was tired. Oh, and I want to do say, and I say this, Annabelle DeSisto, who's been on the show many, many times. And, and I keep, she got, she has to come back on soon. It's just, uh, it's, yeah. But she gave me the gift of a pet psychic. And she reminded me that she had gotten this uh, for me a while ago because it was her pet psychic. Annabelle has a good pet psychic, which I, you know, I'm like, wow, you have a pet psychic? That's how fancy Annabelle is. She has her own pet psychic. But she got me this and she reminded me when she found out this was happening that I had this. And so I did talk to her pet psychic um, the day before. And we're going to actually do another session in like a month and a half because, she, you know, she says, she, you know, we can reach Brooklyn at any time. And I don't know, like, it's nice to believe. I don't, I sometimes can be a little thick headed and I'm like, well, I don't know, but I will say I got to talk to the pet psychic and, and I, you know, this was the day before we, we had to put her to sleep and, uh, you know, I'm allowed to tell her things or communicate and she knew she was loved. And, you know, uh, she said, you know, she's like, yeah, just food doesn't taste as good to her anymore. And that was the thing is that you just, she'd been through so much. She had been through so many like pokes and prods and, um, and, you know, and she said she, she sees her mom crying a lot and she hopes she's okay. I mean, these are all things that I, you know, genuinely felt myself, uh, but it was really, really comforting. So I get there um, and uh, it was, it was really, and, and, and I will say sometimes this year I have done this thing, uh, self-preservation is that I've tried to lock up a lot of my emotions. Like I can speak, I can speak at length about feelings and stuff, but I've tried to really, to sometimes a detriment, just put a lock on it because I don't want to be a mess all the time, you know, and I'll be kind of just like even not even keeled, but I'll just be like, yeah, you could throw a brick at me and I probably wouldn't feel it. And I kind of was going into this of like, okay, just, we gotta, we just gotta do this. We gotta do this. I'm not looking forward to it. And I was like, and I, I, I love, I love my dog. I, I've loved and will love my dog forever. And, and I can't, I truly can't, like I said, I can't get the words. I don't have the words. And I said in the Instagram post, maybe that's good. Maybe it's good that I don't have the words because maybe I shouldn't be able to explain how special this was. Maybe it's good I don't have the words. If I did, maybe it would take something away from this feeling that I have, that I will always have when I think of Brooklyn. <laughs> when I think of Brooklyn. Um, <clears throat> but I was kind of like locked up and I was like, okay, I know Anne-Marie is going to be a mess rightfully so, but I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And I got to hang and I got to rub her belly and I got to lay with her. And I was like laying on the floor with her. And I even fell asleep with her for like 10 minutes on the floor, just laying on the floor while she was sleeping. And she was just, you could just tell man, like, you know, I just had her a couple weeks ago before I went to Alaska. 
I don't, everything's happened so fast lately, you guys. It's just, I feel like I've just been running from one thing to the other, but I think I had her for two weeks right before I went to Alaska or maybe before New York. I don't know, you guys, everything doesn't, but I had her for two weeks and even seeing her now from, you know, when I had her for those two weeks, it's like, she's gone downhill even more. And, um, she just looked exhausted. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, this is definitely the right time. This was definitely the right time. And we were lucky enough to hire this service. Um, was it called laps of love or am I just making that name? I, I tagged it on my Instagram post, but it's, uh, it's hospice for, for animals. And it's just this amazing service where this lady comes over and does that, this uh, service. And it must be the hardest job in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it does cost money and we, you know, and I think that it was well worth it because I can't imagine. Um, and I feel so blessed that we were able to do this for her and for ourselves, but it was scary because then you get the call that she's actually, she's on her way and then you're just like, shit. And then she started and that's, uh, that's when I was started to lose it. Then I was like, I, you know, I was just hit with this wave of like, you know, like where I was just, and it was shocked me, shocked me because it had been so long since I had choked on tears, you know, you know, that thing you've had it at times in your life. And the only thing I can, I always, you know, laugh about it. It's like when you're a kid, you're like, <laughs> and you're just snotting and you're doing all this and you can't stop it. And there's something of like, <gasps> it's just like this. And it's what makes us human, right? Like this wave of emotion that you can't stop. And it's like, sometimes if you're, if you're so used to not giving into that wave, it's like scary because your body's like convulsing and you're just, and and I'm like, okay, keep it together, keep it together. And the lady comes and it's this really beautiful thing where, you know, they give her the, the first shot and that just relaxes her and puts her out. And I will say, even when the lady comes, like Brooklyn was just like barely gave a, an acknowledgement and Brooklyn would always stand up at least for people. Um, and you could just tell, like, even when the shot went into her back and this, you know, she was like, ah, you know, and Within, you know, they say like this will put her out, you know, within 10 minutes, she'll be at a space where she's completely out. And within two minutes, she was like, <sighs> and sometimes that's, that killed me because it just reminded me of all the times I have her on the podcast making those snores. But you guys, sometimes she was just sawing logs. And this is how relaxed she was. Is just, she just released her bladder all over us because we were carrying her around and she just pissed everywhere. And it was so funny and so Brooklyn, but it just showed how relaxed she was. And that was the other thing too, was like fluids were starting to build up. She was having constant UTIs. It was just like a mess. And, um, and, uh, hmm. This was so funny. It was not funny, but it was just like that way I was like run, not running, but I was like, I was starting to lose it. And I was having to like walk into the other room. So the lady who was there, the hospice worker, you know, wouldn't see me just like, <gasps> and Aunt Marie was like that too. But Aunt Marie is like totally fine with him. But I was doing that male, not male bullshit. Cause I was still, she obviously could hear me just sobbing in the other room. But it's like one of those things where it was the right time. It was the right thing to do. And when she was so, this is my tiny girl and she, uh, she was so relaxed and, and it was just that, uh, you know, she fought so hard. She had so many illnesses 
And it was just so nice to hear her so relaxed and not have to, um, you know, she had so many heart issues and stuff like that. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, and then they give the second shot and they have to shave her little paw and find a vein and like, you know, tie off the thing. And, uh, the second shot is the, is the thing and, and, it, and it stops, you know, it peacefully stops her heart, uh, in less than a minute. So we were both holding her together because we are, you know, a family in that sense. And, uh, you know, we got her together 13 years ago and we were able to hold her while she was snoring and it was just snoring so peacefully. And all of a sudden the snores stop. And, you know, she's at peace. And uh, and her little little tongue was out. And, uh, but it was really beautiful. It was real. And I know that sounds crazy maybe, but it was really beautiful because she was, it was not painful at all. And Anne-Marie, because then the lady leaves you alone. So you can have a little time with her and take selfies. No, <laughs> no. Um, in fact, I told Maria, I said, Hey, let's not, I don't want to record any of this. She's like recording. Of this. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Idiot. Of course we're not going to record this. And I was like, I just want to make sure. And, uh, and Emery was scared. She was like, "Well, why is the lady leaving? I just wanted her to take Brooklyn." And I was like, "And I was like, no, let's. I want to hold her and stuff like that." But she was scared. Like she and, and Emery's head, she was scared that she was immediately going to go cold and it wasn't going to be Brooklyn anymore. And it just wasn't like that. It was still, it was still her. And uh, we got to, we got to thank her. For, for we got to thank her for everything she did for us. <laughs> really, it's like all the things that they do our our animals do for us. Um, it was, uh, you know, the un- unconditional love that she showed both of us. And she was there for our, our separation, our divorce. She was there for both. She didn't take sides, you guys. She didn't take sides. She... And uh, and when she's like, when she was relaxed and all that, they do like a paw print. So we each have one of those. And then the lady brings in like this beautiful basket, and you know, with like this nice, really blue, blue, blue blanket, and. <sighs> And just puts her little head and just lays her down. And she looks so beautiful. And I just held her for a really long time. And uh, and then we, you know, we said goodbye. And, and that was, but obviously it's not bye. You know, it's like we have some, hey, is Caller Daddy going to do this? Take that, Caller Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. 
It's just we were so lucky. And she was lucky, too. Believe me, she was lucky, too. And I sometimes like that nobody potentially could understand. I mean, you can understand how I feel, obviously, but nobody knows how special she really was, her in particular, Brooklyn, you know, is I was looking at all these pictures to make a stupid Instagram post. And I have that. And that's the I have thousands of photos. I have thousands of videos. I have all of this stuff. And she makes the same dumb face in every photo. And it makes it seem like she, and I was like, she had such a personality, you guys. She had such a personality when she would just stare at you and like, no, you are going to play with me now. Like just so indignant and such a brat and such a, and then every photo is the same look. It's so, it's cracking me up. But uh, she laughed and we cried for a long time. And I cried so hard that I, I was like, what do I look like? And I, I couldn't stop crying, but I, I took a pic. I, I actually sent this picture to Monitza because I was in ball. I think she, I was like, ball. I was like, and, and I was like, I'm, and I looked, I was like, holy shit. I look so ugly when I cry. I look so ugly when I cry. Like I was like Kim Kardashian without the work. Uh, and then we, uh, we decided, you know, like, let's, you know, we took about an hour and then we went and had a cough where I didn't feel like it, but just like, let's get out of here. And then Amory almost got into a car accident. And I was like, listen, they say that our dogs wait for us at the Rainbow Bridge, our pets. And then one day they get really excited because they see us off in the distance. And that like makes me cry too. Um, but I was like, dude, Amory, let's not die today. Like let Brooklyn pay, play with the Rainbow Bridge friends and all that shit. Like she'll be like, dude, I just got here. You guys killed yourselves already? Oh my God. Um, and then we went and, and we had a really nice conversation. We We did. And I got to catch up with my ex about a lot of things that I, I, you know, and, uh, it was nice. It really was nice. And it made me, uh, I've been so concerned for my ex and, and I gotta say, I'm really proud of her, how she handled this. And I'm proud that we did it this way. And I think that's, 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 that's why I'm, I'm so relieved too, is that this was the right way to do it and the right thing to do. And we both felt that in the moment and afterwards we're like, yeah, this, I mean, she was ready. I mean, it was, it was time. And, uh, so that was really nice. And then she dropped me off at the airport and, uh, um, and I, I, was just going to wait at the airport for like two and a half hours. And then luckily there was a nice lady at Southwest. I said, can you, get me on an earlier flight and she was able to which by the south southwest 500 bucks for like a 10 hour but whatever it was worth it It was worth it um i just love me i'll always complain about money 500 dollars, but it was worth it why where was kim kardashian with her private jet for me come on what do i gotta cheat on chloe a bunch to get used to that private jet um and uh but it's hard. It's been hard. Like I said, I, I cried on, I cried a bunch more on Thursday. Oh man. I was in an Uber on the way back to my parents on, on Thursday night. And I was like, I wanted to do the Instagram post just to get it out of the way. Like I, I, I cause I didn't want to, like I wanted, not that you ever have to do an Instagram post, but I wanted to honor in that way. But I also didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have it hanging over my head or just not do it at all. Like, so I just, I was like, fuck it. Just let's do it and get this out of the way. And this poor Uber driver, 
I started, it's like, I started looking at pictures. I was sobbing again. And he's like, okay, uh, is, are we going in the right direction? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to hide myself. And I'm going and I fight. Somebody had sent me one of my favorite songs again, Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie. And I just fucking, we were off to the races again. But then I was just thinking about all these great memories is that, um, you know, we rescued Brooklyn and I, I still strongly recommend rescuing a dog over uh, buying a dog, obviously. Right. Um, but we rescued a, this from this place called the Amanda Foundation. And uh, it was I'll always remember because I didn't want a dog. I thought it was, you know, like, no, we, we don't really. Let's not. And, and, you know, Am really wanted it. And so finally we find ourselves at the Amanda Foundation and you get to like walk a bunch of dogs, you know, like, OK, it is this one. And then. They said, well, what about, and, and Brooklyn's original name, her dead name was Patricia. And you think about Brooklyn and it's just, she is not a Patricia. And they have these little baseball cards they made for the dogs. And I, I've got to find hers. I still have it, but it's in storage. And it was just, it was, it's Patricia. She is so not a Patricia. Um, and I remember they brought out Brooklyn and Amber is like, no, not, not her. And I was like, no, there's something about like this. She was like all kind of spunk, like just, and, and, She's with all of these big dogs and all this stuff. And there's a little, has a busted eye, a little Pekingese Shih Tzu. They said they found her on the streets of West Hollywood. And so we were always like, dude, the, the, the rumor was like, did a, like a, did a, like, did, did a gay couple like abandon Patricia? Did it like, just, she's roaming the streets of West Hollywood. She got into a fight and fucked her eye up. Like we always wondered what the story was. We also thought it maybe was like, it was some couple with a baby because at first she would be like really scared of babies or she also knew what a couch was. Like there were certain things that you, she got excited about when we first had her and that we were like, Oh, there's something there. Who knows? Um, but uh, you know, and I remember we walked her, and we walked her and it was like, she was really happy and she immediately took a shit. And I think we both really thought that was hysterical and loved it. And, uh, which is great. That was our first meeting with her and our last meeting, she pissed all over us. So, um, but Amory was like, yeah, there's something here. And she, on Thursday, Amory was like, I just want to thank you once again for making me, you know, consider Brooklyn. And, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and we had so many just, I mean, just, and it was so funny that week because we didn't get to get her immediately because they got to come do a home check to make sure our home was good and all that stuff. And uh, that week, Brooklyn was on Access Hollywood for pet adoption um, or rescuing. And they used Brooklyn as one of the dogs. There's like three dogs and Brooklyn is one of them. So I, I have these photos of her on Billy Bush's lap. And it's just so Brooklyn. I'm like, wow, Brooklyn was like hanging with Billy Bush. Uh, Brooklyn was in every episode of this web series I did called Talking Marriage. She met stars like Patrick J. Adams from Suits. Um, she she was just really special. There were so many shots of when I did have my job at the office. Uh, she'd come in and she would just lay on my desk. And, um, you know, I would always joke. It was taking her on walks, begging her to go poops. I always said, if you see a large man wandering around North Hollywood going, go poopies, go poopies. That's me. Just say hi. That's me. And I would be like, you don't get a treat if you don't get poopies because treats are for closers. Um, but they were just a lifetime of memories, 13 years, and it's just not long enough. And I've obviously been thinking about death so much lately. It's all I think about. And it sucks uh, to, you know, one of my, you know, it's, these pets are one of my best friends. One of my, you know, we were 
we got to be parents to this little animal and really made our hearts 10 times the size that they normally could be, you know, the amount of love that we had for this dog and the amount of, you know, and I will, I will look to feel her energy whenever I can. And I look, and I, I really hope, I hope to be able to see her. Uh, well, there's tons of other things I want to say about it, but that's enough. I just wanted to share this with you guys because it's very real to me. And uh, I, I try to, you might not know in the moment sometimes things that are happening with me, but I try to eventually share and there's a lot of things that I do, and I think this builds up over the years, where I try to put protections around my heart, and I try to like keep things from people because I want to keep things special sometimes for myself. But I also want to, uh, you know, I'm just very proud of you know what we what we were able to that we were able to have Brooklyn, and that we were able to have such a at times really like it, it man you guys anyways that's it you guys what a bummer have a great rest of your week i'll talk to you on tuesday it's gonna be so much more fun i promise i just wanted to do this and i don't uh have to talk about this again but i know uh, i got a lot of messages over the weekend and i wanted to share that with you guys and just an honor to brooklyn and i'm so bummed that she will not be on any more of my podcasts snoring in the background and she won't see what we're, what we're going to do in the future with the podcast. And I know, um, and I know she loved me and that's, that's really awesome. So hug your pets today, hug your loved ones, do all of those things. And, and, uh, thank you guys for being here for me. Thank you to everybody. And I will talk to you again on Tuesday. I didn't cover half the stories I wanted to, but I wanted to talk about this. Okay. I love you guys. Goodbye. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Who said that every wish would be heard and answered when wished on the morning star? 
Somebody thought of that And someone believed it Look what it's done so far What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing And what do we think we might see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me All of us under its spell We know that it's probably magic Have you been half asleep? And have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors? The voice might be one and the same I've heard it too many times to ignore it It's something that I'm supposed to be Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Betches.